This is the Small Moves Podcast with your host, Jason Hertzberger, episode 34. Hello. Aloha. Goodbye. Aloha. Aloha means both things. I never understood that. You're listening to the Small Moves Podcast. Small steps for big progress. With your host, Jason Hertzberger. Your next step starts now. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Small Moves Podcast today. I'm your host, Jason Hertzberger. Really appreciate you tuning in. Today is a special episode for me. I am interviewing my instructor in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Stu Ramos, or Stuart Ramos. He is the head of Team Maryland Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, or Team Maryland BJJ. That would be the website, teammarylandbjj.com. Stu is an incredibly interesting cat. Not only is he the only black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in the state of Maryland, where he received his black belt from one of the original Gracie brothers. That would be Helson Gracie. He's also got his MBA from Penn, is an investor, stock trader, former bookkeeper out in Vegas, both on the books and off. Ha ha. But we'll get into that at another, at another time. Uh, he grew up in Hawaii and he just has an incredibly interesting past in sort of weaving all of these things together. Now he does trading, also obviously teaches Brazilian Jiu Jitsu as well as Judo at a couple of different levels, both adult and children. He's got a couple of prodigy kids in the Judo program that are really amazing. And he also is a consultant for small businesses that are looking to launch and create what he calls uh, trigger events in the development of those businesses, which we get into the details in the interview. I'm not going to go into explaining too much of it here in the intro. I want to leave it to the show because this show did run a little long. Uh, Stu is, as I mentioned, an incredibly interesting guy. So there's a lot of stuff that we talked about. Combine that, that we're both, you know, ADD people. So the interview ran quite long. We were approaching two hours in this interview. So if you're not used to that length of format from the Small Moves podcast, I do apologize. Hopefully I made up for it with last week's show with Nate Butkus that ran only just shy of a half an hour. So hopefully this will balance things out a little bit. Without further ado, I give you Stu Ramos. I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you do as well. Stu is hilarious. He's really entertaining, and he's incredibly intelligent, annoyingly intelligent in some cases. But with that, I hope you enjoy the show. I will talk to you toward the end. I give you Stu Ramos. Here we go. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to the Small Moves Podcast, small steps for big progress. Let's prepare to ignite. Hey, Stu, thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure. Glad to be with you. Yeah, man. Uh, So during the intro to the show, people had a decent rundown as to what your past is, sort of where you grew up. Uh Then you started working, and then you got into the MBA program at Penn, and now you're here in Maryland, and I don't know how the hell that all happened. So you obviously yeah. know you know your background a little bit. I'll give than you me. A, the so, short version. Sure. So I grew up in Honolulu, Hawaii. Um, I'm the younger. I have an older brother, and uh, my two parents. My two parents actually live in Maryland now, near me. But I grew up in Hawaii. I'm a Hawaii local boy. I was very uh, 
into a lot of sports when I was a kid, like computers, basically anything that an ADD child would do. <laughs> you know, we start. I have no idea what you're talking. Well, about. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, ADD kids are funny because there's unfinished projects all over the house, all over the damn, yeah, house. all over yeah. the house, yeah, and stuff that's not supposed to be touched. You tell me not to touch it. <laughs> That is the worst thing. I'll the touch worst it. thing in the world you could do. Just, and yeah. then uh, I I moved to Las Vegas. I went to school there. Okay. Uh, worked went, in a casino. You went LV. Yeah, UNLV. Uh, I started at a um, CSN, and I I did uh, the AA there. Okay. And then I continued in a at UNLV, and I started working in a casino, and that was good. You know. Um, I was trying to make it as me. You know, I was a kid. Sure. I didn't have any money. What, what, I had a girlfriend at the time. What, what did you do with the casino? Um, a sportsbook operator. Okay. So I worked in sportsbook. And that was only for a little while. But uh, I did, you know, um, for a private company. Sure. I did the same thing. Okay. Private, company. <laughs> <laughs> private sportsbook. You know I mean, you draw whatever your conclusions you I was want. Call, that. It, call that whatever you yeah, want yeah, to call yeah. it. Sure. Um, <laughs> there, there was no tax liability. <laughs> in those days so i mean i did that it was it's was, it was fairly well but um you know my girlfriend at the time we she got pregnant i don't i don't know, I don't know why people always say we got pregnant no it's not a we thing it's a her thing it's a her thing <laughs> sure. but um yeah we got pregnant. uh she had that and so we're looking at other things and uh, i loved vegas you know vegas was good for me i like to eat mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu and stuff the food is amazing yeah, there. yeah. Um, we just didn't want to raise it there and there was an opportunity twofold for work opportunity out in uh, Pennsylvania and Maryland. And my kid, she was having uh, like issues with bronchitis, eczema, you know, all these stuff. And supposedly the best person, you know, all the doctors said in the world is like John Hopkins. Mm-hmm. It was this little lady and we we're flying can out here and it was getting expensive. Sure. So we ended up coming out here and staying. And uh, I was going to work at a electric company, Pepco. I was going to do this and I uh, traded for a little while, but it just didn't really pan out, you know, the way it wanted. When I was doing the the real world thing mm-hmm. and I, uh, my daughters, I looked for a place for her to um, do some kind of physical activity. Okay. And her grandmother took it to her karate school. Okay. And then she was doing that. And this was when? Oh, this is first got here like eight, nine years ago. Okay. Gotcha. And so, so, give or take 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. right around there. So, I was like, I didn't know anything about it. And uh, I was still working. I was still actually commuting from Vegas and here. And yeah, it was, it was brutal. Ugh. So, I was like, man, uh, karate or whatever. Because my background in judo and jiu-jitsu. I just didn't. Sure. Well, the karate that was in Hawaii when I was growing up is a lot different than the karate i seen out here. I would imagine. I have a friend, a real good friend. Um Mr. George, and when he does karate, it's scary. Okay. I mean, he does karate. He's fast. Uh-huh. He kicks hard. You yeah. know, punches you hard <laughs> when he does it. And then when I saw it's real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When like I saw Kiana do it, I was like, "What the hell is this board thing?" You know, she stepped her foot in the board, and I was like, "But it was fun." You know, I didn't sure for me. And then I actually joined the class. Okay, actually joined the class. I didn't tell the owners what I did what or else my, did. my background was, was. You know, sure. But anyway, uh, and so now I just uh, I run my own dojo. I I trade for myself. Uh, it's going pretty well, and I, I help uh, small business startups. Gotcha. So, um, you and I obviously met through your jujitsu yep. background, due to your jujitsu background. Yep. Give people a little bit of background on that, if you don't mind, because that that's obviously you. You mentioned that you were from Hawaii. That, yeah. So 
I mean, that's almost like a national pastime out there. I mean, I mean what, yeah, what, really. I mean, especially my generation. And you're how old? Forty-six. Okay. Skinny. Okay. Well, I'm 35 and holding, but you know, <laughs> for legal reasons, I'm 46. But you know, my generation, nobody grew up uh, not doing judo. Okay. You know, uh, there's a lot of surfers and um, stuff on Hawaii, but you know, everybody did some kind of martial art, and it's, sure. it's, you know, Hawaii is a very small place. In like the late 80s, early 90s, uh, the f- first thing we heard about was this, uh, you know, the Gracie challenge, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. there's some kind of thing. I don't know. You know how it gets passed to your friend, gets passed yeah, to this like, guy. How did you hear and about so this? By, yeah. by the time we hear it, dude, these guys got a million dollars. They can kick anybody's ass. And I was like, <laughs> so anybody could try it? You know, so my friends tried to get me to go do it. And I was, I was like, I didn't know what it was. It, sure. But, you know, I was that, you know, dumb of a kid. And I, you were a teenager at the time? Yeah. Okay. I, and I would, I'd try anything. I was like, you know. Sure. Dare me to jump off safely, I will. You know, for five bucks. I was going to say, it's like ten bucks. Yeah, put it on the ground. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Put it on the ground, because I don't trust you. Yeah, I was like, I'll aim at it. <laughs> so I was like, I'll aim at it, but put it on the ground. <laughs> and I'll get it. So, we did that, and um, my friend uh, Todd uh, Tanaka, he's, an, he's a fellow black boat, he, he got me involved, and I started going to, uh, well, not Todd, my friend uh, Regan, my neighbor, got me into it because he saw the video someplace, and we started taking lessons from Helson, and uh, it was just small because before, he never had like a school or anything like that. It was just his garage. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, we didn't know he had a school. And that's Helson Gracie. Gra- Helson for, Gracie. For the um, audience that's listening um, that doesn't, yeah. doesn't know the name. Okay. We should just go in his garage, and he had like a little tarp on the ground, and Man, those mats are. It wasn't mats. It was just a tarp. I was gonna say tarp. It was concrete. just yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was just, awesome. It was kind of <laughs> hard, and he started stacking carpet. Like you know, one week he get a thing of carpet, and next week he get another thing of carpet. <laughs> it was like, but, gets one more paying student. It's like okay, that can pay for one carpet. Well, okay, before, gets next month. It's like okay, we can pay for another layer of padding. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the funny thing about um the Gracie Jiu Jitsu, why uh, I think people kind of gravitate to it is um. It's kind of a relaxed, um, more most martial arts. I mean, I don't care what you. I mean, I know you told me you do kempo and stuff. It's kind of formal, right? Everybody has to line up. Very formal. Everybody has to stand like this, all buff, and then you know they have to do that, and it's it's very regimented because the martial art itself, the discipline of it, you know, it's very back in the day they're teaching you how to you know defend and kill. Yeah. So they have to have your discipline. Sure. Helsing uh, and the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu was more attractive because it was private classes. There were only like, I think the most in one class when we were kids, uh, it was only like four. Oh, wow. Four or five. That'd be amazing. uh, And so it was small, so it was more informal. Sure. Um, You tie your belt however you want. You know, it's it's Hawaii. Some guys get geese. Some guys don't have geese. Some guys can't afford geese. Some guys paying papayas. You know what I mean? (laughs) Wow. So it was pretty informal. When we did it, you know, and Helsing was really nice. You know, and Helsing was, uh, I think he was like selling t-shirts or something at the time. It was really informal and it just got popular. Because at the end of the day, right, I mean, what's more attractive to the average person? I'm not trying to go to the Olympics. You know, I'm not trying to do this or I don't want to kick this pole all day and get good at it. Because if you, you know, train to fight and learning self-defense are two different mentalities. Mm-hmm. And the amount of work that goes into training to get better and compete. Sure. And to the amount of work to learn self-defense and become effective at it. You know, it's mountains. It yeah, mountains, it's mountains. I mean, you can't, yeah. There's you, no, there's you know, no comparison. You can't even, yeah. you can't even make that line uh, across. And I think the average person, why it's so popular now, 
is that you know that the techniques itself are are built around not being strong. In fact, mm-hmm. sometimes being strong, like you point. said, right? right, right it hurts you. Said, you. Yeah. It hurts you. Uh, yeah. Because I mean, sometimes that, it, that's what attracted me initially yeah. to it, and what 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 put Gracie Jiu Jitsu in in my brain for the first time in my life was those first you know three out of four UFCs where yep. you know Hoist Gracie like you had this little itty bitty like the the tiniest human yep. in this entire competition yeah was just crushing it yeah I know crushing I mean, it everybody it's just like no matter how big no matter how strong no matter how experience regardless of the style like this little guy what was he like five foot eight hundred and sixty pounds well like, he's a little taller than that uh but but i remember meeting him i i remember like my arms are just as big as his legs like <laughs> and like how is this guy you know, just, just un- untouchable yeah, like, yeah just, just punishing yeah. people yeah you know the ufc um, when it first came out i remember helsa came downstairs with the with the poster shorts the ufc and we were kids right we were looking at this thing we we're like you're gonna do what? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have this fight, man. And, and, and pay per view? So, how long is this pay per view gonna be? Because there's no time limit. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, What? What are you talking about? I go, you know, okay, <laughs> whatever. And then, you know, it was it was just like, a, a, you know, one guy came out with a glove on in the first UFC, <laughs> thought he was gonna jab his way to victory. I don't, I don't know. But that was that, you know. Uh, I did that. I did judo all my life. Trained, trained a lot. Trained overseas. And your fa- your family's into judo as well, right? My it's father. Not, it's not just you, right? My father's a rokudan. My brother. Uh, I have an older brother. I think I finally caught him up. They're probably the same. I don't know. I don't want to say too much about my brother because if I say the wrong things, you know, my brother's a homeland security. I don't want him to put me on a do not fly list. <laughs> I have that young brother syndrome. I've been punished all my life. It's like sp- spiteful yeah. government bureaucrats. Well, I, I, didn't know, know, I didn't know they existed. Yeah. My brother <laughs> is a nice guy, but this guy is a straight arrow. Sure. He doesn't even speed. <laughs> I mean, so riding with the guy is brutal. But, uh, you know, big heart, one of those things. I mean, the sure. guy could have been a monster corporate lawyer. Like, he was working for one of the biggest law firms in the mm-hmm. world in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And then signed up for the army as enlisted. You know, my mom's calling me like, "You gotta talk to this guy." It's like, like, "What the hell's your brother yeah, doing?" Yeah, what, do you, <laughs> well, what do you want me to say? He's my older. You know, you know, how Hawaiian culture goes. Sure, he's my sure. older brother. Much more hierarchical. Yeah, yeah. You know, no. They, yeah, some people don't understand that stuff, like how they they're very casual with their friends. Well, my elders in, in Hawaii, you know, mm-hmm. I grew up. It, it's yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ma- no, yeah. sir. Yep. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. I mean, we're, we're culture is a little bit different. Sure. Even my older cousins and stuff, I don't address them. As equals, you know what I mean? Sure. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. You know, you know, grandpa's been in the ground for a while, but man, I, I'm sure the arm will come out the grave and <laughs> right around the neck. I'm just, you know, it's just not. It's just, yeah. yeah it's, it's not yeah, proper it's, for it's, me. It's cultural. It's not proper. Sure. Yeah. So like, I don't talk to my brother that much, but if he calls me, he's like, you know, Stuart, you know, I need you to come down here and do something. It's it's like, oh, what time is it? Okay. When do you need it? I'm, sure. There's no, there's not a no in there, you know. Sure, it's, like you know, there, yeah. it might be a not a, like I can't write this second, yeah, yeah, but I but, promise as soon as I can. But it's definitely yeah. Never so a even no. even my parents know now that uh, it's kind of funny, but you know, growing up, you know, my dad now, even now, you know, this is my school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I trade, I do my own thing. Sure. But if he says, you know, you know, I don't think you're, you know, gonna do it. I know it's yes, sir. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And you know that's. That's kind of bad and, you know, good and bad in a way, but it's kind of the way we grew up, so I make it work. 
Well, it's it's one of those things where we we meaning you know people people that look like me you know <laughs> short like white short you know, short white westerners like we we find we might find it strange, yeah. but we're not the only culture that's been around a while, yeah. and not to mention you know the the Eastern cultures have been around and established a hell of a lot longer than Western Europe and obviously North American. Yeah. You know, Western culture has been around, so who the hell am I to say that you know one you know, that the way that we handle it is either better or worse or whatever it might be? It's like trying to talk to someone from China about history. It's like we've been like we've been in this country for two hundred and forty years. Yeah, there's like you can argue that there's been people alive in China for longer than two hundred and forty years. You know, so you know, it's like it, it's, that's why uh, there's no uh, when we talk about those. Europeans and Asians, uh, they don't ever buy American artifacts. Artif- quote unquote artifacts, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't buy like, American artifacts. Yeah, it's like the sidewalk in yeah. front of their house is older than our country. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's like the like the, the sidewalk in front of their house yep. is older than our country. So like, what who you know who are we to you know who the hell am I to say? I mean, um, so not, to, not to mention that that that, keep, that keeps family units together. I mean, mm-hmm. like it or like it or dislike it. I mean, the 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 Western obsession with Independence and individualism is great in certain contexts, but what's the, what's the divorce rate in the Eastern countries versus yeah. what's the divorce rate here? What's the you know the single parent households like mm. the 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 company the companies that fall apart here just due to irrational you know like ego driven whatever versus look at some of the more Eastern cultures where the job is well, let's. Let's let's figure let's figure this out. Let's keep the line, let's keep this lineage going and keep things like what do they say? Like the Japanese Japanese companies have hundred year plans. Who the hell thinks about something? Well, they like they're that the here? first companies to come out with hundred year loans. Look, yeah, so the like, loan gets passed on to your kid. The kids, yeah, like but they inherit the, the company and they inherit they get the, the company, yeah, I mean, they, they get, get the, the company, property, yeah, they get, get the business, they yeah, get, they get all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, and and you get the debt. So yeah, you're born. <laughs> hey, Junior, I know you understand these words, but debt. Yep. That you will learn this word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I interviewed I interviewed a guy uh, just recently who mentioned off off air. He didn't mention this on the show, and uh, as long as I don't say his name, it's okay for me to mention it. But he he told me that he had recently just did done a uh, a business expansion uh, with his wife and bought some commercial real estate, and they borrowed three point six. They it was a four million dollar piece of property that they acquired, mm-hmm. and they took out a loan of three hundred and three point six million dollars. Like an SBA loan of three point six million dollars, and I was like, and he was like, I am a millionaire in debt for the first. He's like, I'm finally a millionaire. I'm a millionaire in debt, but I'm finally a millionaire. It's like, oh god. Um, so you you come you came to Maryland mainly for you know, for like the initial for my the, daughter. You know the know initial I mean? draw yeah, was yeah. for it's your just, daughter to yeah. get cl- to get closer to doctors that knew what the hell I didn't know that eventually my brother would move off to Virginia, so I didn't I didn't know that. Did that just happen? Did that just happen that because of the job. because of the government job? The government. Well, job? eventually he went from going as enlisted okay. and whatever I don't know what to call it. You know, I don't I don't know the government scale of E one two three. I'll turn off. And then um, what I'll, what I'll do is. I check up on him and he said, I said, where are you going? He said, oh, I'm, I'm in JAG now. Okay. So he got in the JAG and okay. all that stuff. And uh, he came out to Virginia, Fort Belfort. He got stationed okay. out there and he moved his family. And so when I came out here, we, we'd visit every once in a while. But, you know. Got it. 
Virginia might be might as well be another country for some of us in Northern Maryland, right? Isn't it so funny? Like, like we we talk we talk here like it's like we like we got to go down we got to go down to got to go down to Virginia. Like it's as if, it's as if it's on the other side of the world. Whereas you know, I I interview I interview some people that are from Austin, Texas, and you know that once once you get once you get outside of the major cities and some of the some of the other areas in this country, it's like oh we got to go to the store. We'll be back in three hours. Yeah, like it's 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 as if it's nothing. It yeah. is. It's incre- It's incredible. It's like or in your case with Hawaii, it's like got to go to the store. I'll be on the boat. Be, see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> But um, yeah, and then uh, the, so funny about the karate studio is um, one of the one of the instructors, uh, they were a, a pair of brothers, mm-hmm. and uh, they were doing this karate studio, and you know owning my own dojo was never really, you know, in the cards or not on my not on my radar because you know growing up in Hawaii, they have some really old <laughs> clubs in Hawaii. I mean, hundred years plus. Sure. So they have some really old clubs, and you know. The thought of owned by the son, then yeah, the right, right, father, right, and, the and grandson, you, you got to be somebody, you know. You can't just yeah. in Hawaii, you know, open it, you know, out, you know, in jujitsu because <laughs> jujitsu was so new and there's such a big demand for it. So there was like this whole belt suck thing, you know, like um, belts are getting passed out and people were opening up schools and blue belts and stuff, and that was very viable because there was no other product to compare it to. Sure, because how do you know what the um, how good you are? When there's a demand of people that don't know anything, sure, and you service that, sure, you're doing a good job servicing that. But yeah. how good is your product? You know, how good? You, is, how good and there's the nothing being, to. Yeah, the, and the product being the quality of your students. You don't know. Well, yeah, you don't know. You don't know. And 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 even now, like what well, we say in business, right? Yeah. We always look for the moat. Sure. We want to see. We want to establish what the moat is. And the moat, you know, like like you say, it's a moat. It's a something that goes around the, the castle. But some moats are deeper than others. Mm-hmm. Some moats are wider than others. You know, what is the moat? Some, what, what some is moats have sharks. Some uh, just, yeah. Yeah, so they have yeah. little um, yeah. koi. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the giant has koi. Yeah. You know, some of this have piranhas. So you establish the, the business moat. You know, you don't know really know what you're filling it up with because sure. it's so new. So when I came out to Maryland, I didn't, um, there wasn't any significant jujitsu. Sure. And jujitsu, I mean, I mean and to, be, to be honest, Brazilian jujitsu in a mass scale was a new phenomenon. It still is. I mean, it is, I mean, it, it still is. I mean, it's, it still it's, is. it's, it's getting, it's getting to the cl- closer to mainstream, probably thanks to UFC. Yeah. Really? I mean, re- like, Oh yeah. yeah. Ho- it was yeah. like, Hoist Gracie bringing that to UFC. Yeah. And then everybody realizes, Holy crap. Yeah. What the hell is that little guy doing? Yeah. I need to yeah. do that. So that's gotten a lot more popular. I mean, but it's still in its infancy. Like it still be- is because before like before that. Look I at mean, the viewership. I mean, there's a lot of people the viewership is is high, yeah. but the participation level is low. But look at the look at the digital footprint that something like the UFC has. Mm-hmm. Okay? So if I go around the corner and I go to World Farms, ask 10 guys, who's the IBJJF world champion? Who the hell knows? They couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't name one. I'm going to shoot you in the leg if you don't name one. It's bang. They're, they're it's going done. Off. Yeah, they're done. Yeah. But, you know, UFC, maybe if even if they don't watch it, even if they're not the viewership, the yeah. name recognition, they're going to yeah. know Ronda Rousey. They're going to know. Ronda Rousey. They're not going to know Jones. who the cor- yeah, like, current yeah. women's champion. They're just not going to. They're not going to. They're yeah. going to know John George St. Pierre. They're going to yeah. know that. You know, yeah. I mean. Conor the, McGregor. The, it's like the, Conor McGregor. They'll probably know Voice Gracie, you know. And it's the name recognition. Yeah. I mean, like the IBJJF right now. I mean, uh, BJJ sport as a whole 
is going to struggle um, to gain worldwide traction because look at their look at their format for world championships. Mm-hmm. What is they, that? they should just call it a world tournament. It's not a real like mm-hmm. championship. You know, it's in California for Christ's sake every year. It's not a traveling tournament. Sure, you don't have a world championship in Asia or you, they have all these other things. And so then it's they, just the world, one. Okay. I mean, they like that facility and it services well or whatever, but so it's a, cha- it's a champion of who can get to California. And it's well, not, I think, uh, yeah. I was reading the, um, that's unfortunate. I was reading this submission thing that somebody put out. Uh, they're trying to get some sport into, um, the Olympics. Mm. And they're saying that you need like at least 40 countries to sign, uh, they have a national governing body of what their sport is for women. Okay. Because, you know, take man women's sport. And then uh, for, like, uh, men, it's, like, 75 or 80. And um, because some country, uh, some sports like wrestling mm-hmm. could even meet that criteria now. Wow. They're thinking about axing it. Wow, really? So, jiu-jitsu, if you have your, it's basically Brazilians and Americans. Yeah. Basically. I mean, yeah, there's... You know, there's always going to be the guy like, oh, no, Europe, we're big. Okay. Yeah. Was the World Championships going there? Yeah. Are you going to get all the California guys to fly to, fly to yeah. Europe to yeah. play a play a tournament? Do they play in the backyard and get more competition? I mean, sure, yeah. So it's it's in its infancy, and I like it. You know, I, I do. But it's just for us uh, at our school here, we compete at judo just because there's more world appeal to it. Sure. And they've been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. So all those growing pains – that they have, you're always going to have rule growing pains. Like people, people are still mad about, oh man, I can't grab the leg anymore. I was like, get over it. Get over it. Just I mean, do how, something else. Grab yeah, something else. It's how okay. good was your judo in the first place if you took away one thing from judo and, and all you're of a sudden, screwed. and you get screwed, right? Yeah. Oh, I can't do this choke anymore. Oh, you know, I never cry about the rules yeah. just because if it's the same for anybody, everybody, yeah. our staff, our coaches are going to analyze it well mm. so that we'll always be at the top. Sure. We'll always have that big throw. We'll be we'll be decent enough on the ground to make our game go. Mm. Whatever you change rule, grip, no grip, over grip. I don't care. And also, re- really, I mean, just talking for myself, it also depends from the perspective the perspective from which you're coming in the into martial arts. It's mm-hmm. Like that, it's like oh god, I can't choke. It's like. If I get into a street fight, yeah. I'm going to choke. Yeah, I'm choking. Like, I don't give a goddamn about the rules. It's like th- those rules don't apply out there. And so like if you're if you're looking to if you're looking towards Olympic level competition, sure, that stuff matters a lot. But That's it also de- but it depends on what it depends on what you care about yeah. and why are you doing this in the first place. Yeah. Like for me, I don't I don't give a damn about competing. <laughs> right. Like I don't give a damn. Like w- I mean, <laughs> if an opportunity presented itself yeah. and it wasn't astronomically expensive yep. or on the other side of the world and it was you know something that was convenient, okay, sure, I'll compete. Yeah. I'll I'll go to a competition. Yep. but not? It's probably fun. Right. But I don't give a damn if I compete or not. It's just you know, can, can I can I keep some crazy son of a bitch from walking up and grabbing me and throwing me to the ground? Can I stop him from getting what he's after? And that's actually yes? a more obtainable cool uh, goal, right? <laughs> yeah, it's more obtainable. Well, like we we talk about this all the time, is because our our program encompasses the beginner that's on the couch today. Okay, in three months. I'm going to teach you basically three things. One, how to protect your head. Mm-hmm. 
Two, how to take instruction, because that's... <laughs> kind of important. That's kind of important. <laughs> you know, I can teach your kids things that could potentially hurt themselves and somebody else. And others, yeah. So you have to learn how to take instruction. Yeah. And three, self-defense. I yeah. mean, those are the three things that I teach. You know, so people come in here with, oh, I want my kid to... I've seen these 126 moves. I was like, oof. I want to learn all these 64 throws. <laughs> and I was like, to be honest, you know, my sensei, Jason... I mean, he does two or three things really well, good. Well, yeah. And then, you know, one or two other things to go along with that, you know, and, and decent. And he, he took that to the Olympics, you know. Yeah. And he's got, and that's five moves. And then I, like, I'm like, you know, training, training jujitsu for casual, like you said, it's, it's got to be convenient, it's got to be that. But if you're trying to do something at accelerated level, at an excellence, you know, where you can call it excellence level, you sure. know, like something that's, Elite, sure. It's sure. not going to be convenient. Elite, elite, and among, it's not going to be cheap, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. When people, um, like in anything in life, they go, "Oh my god, that's expensive." Well, compared to what? Compared, yeah, sure. Like, like you said, right? You could have went to this school, that school, online school, whatever. Sure. But you chose to go to Penn, two thousand a credit. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you're if you're going to try something, it's not going to be convenient, and it's sure. not going to be cheap. Sure. You get. Yeah, people all say you get what you pay for. You know, most of the time. But when you when time, you're when sure. you're striving for excellence, like this new uh, thing we're just talking about, my new hobby is this gun thing. Yep. I mean, for people that are gonna... <laughs> for people that are listening, please understand what he means by that. He means target shooting. Yes. He's like he's I shoot paper. He shoot he shoots at paper, <laughs> not people. And <laughs> yeah, he's like he does it in an enclosed, safe place, and all that wonderful stuff. Anyway, that being said, back to the, the show. yeah, like, uh, like <laughs> you know, I'm I'm new to it. I'm about a week, a little more than a week in now. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, I'm I gotta get this license. I gotta get this permit. I gotta get. And now I gotta grab a gun. Mm-hmm. And buy ammo. So it's not cheap. No. It's not cheap. It is not. And there is a way where I can save a little bit of money. Sure. There's a but but I want to be good at it. I know I have to buy good things. Yeah. And the good things tend to cost a little more. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for so when people go around looking for for self-defense, oh, but that's expensive. Well, as compared to getting, <laughs> to as compared to getting the sh- as compared to getting the living crap beat out of you, is as it compared expensive? to what? Okay. Yeah. So I'm just saying you can learn another art, you can learn another thing that sure. might cost as much, but is it going to be effective? Sure. It's like uh, nowadays I equate jujitsu, uh, judo to something when I grew up on an island mm-hmm. surrounded by water. Sure. So I didn't care if you're a boxer. Yeah. You're ex-boxer, <laughs> PS2, PS4, yeah. stayed at home, you're a stockbroker or what, yeah. you're going to learn how to swim. Because of the environment. Yeah. The yeah, environment dictates swim, yeah. where you're going to... Now, if you lived in the Mojave Desert, yeah. swimming might be useless there. Yeah. It's like great to know, great that you've got a, fa- that, that you've got a kick-ass breaststroke. Right. Yeah. yeah. Where you now, like, can't do live it in, in the Hawaii, sand. Yeah. Everybody's going to learn how to swim, no matter what. Sure. And because of the environment. Yeah. Look at the environment that we're in now. Mm-hmm. School bullying. You know, my daughter got bullied. You know... People punching each other, kicking each other, you know, just random acts of violence. Yeah. So the environment now has changed. Sure. It's a lot more of a volatile and violent Hostile, environment. Sure. So what are the things that you have to learn for 21 and over? 
mm-hmm. not a felon. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, you might have a head, you know, it might personal protection. Yeah. But that might not be enough. That might, yeah. We we're just talking about it. I might, even if I train or, well, or, or might not be appropriate. It might, might be, yes. Yeah, like that's. I mean, I, I, I've, the- I've been, you know, I, I've been, I've been trained, I've been trained in firearms, and one, one of the first things that they, te- one of the first things that you're taught if you have that responsibility yep. is it's not your first line of defense. <laughs> it's like because run. you don't know. You first step, run. <laughs> Second step, keep people's hands off you. Third step, if need be, use you know, use a firearm, but. You know that can't necessarily be a first line of defense because right. you could you could miss yes. like you could like you you miss a half inch to the right you kill a pregnant woman that's a mile and a half behind. Them. Oh my god, that's like the, you that, don't know. That's the nightmare. You, yeah, that and is that, the, that is the nightmare. That's the scenario. nightmare, and that's what's scary. And, and that, for me, and that's why like li- living in a state of Mar- in in the state of Maryland where regulations and access to per- carry permits and whatnot are heavily restrictive. I understand why. Like and I understand the argument against, you know, the heavy government regulation, you know, for permits like this, but I understand it with a firearm because yeah. if you don't know what the hell you're doing, you could kill somebody 2 miles away. Kill yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's like luckily, it's like if you're lucky, you could kill yourself. <laughs> if you're unlucky, you could, you know, you, you could kill a seven year old that's playing in a playground no, and halfway. You don't know what you're doing. That's that's the thing about me. So I took the class. I'm taking the classes. I'm going to get in proper training. Yeah, um, I've been very fortunate to have some good people around that I can get proper training. Yeah, but on the other hand of that, kids. Yeah, kids, grade school kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now I go so far to say that. You know, our program, jiu-jitsu program, should be mandatory for every one of them. Every single one of them. Because you can do the moves and not be very athletic. And we have it all the time where a parent will come in here and they, they have a preconceived, you know, idea about what to expect. Yeah. Because of they, martial arts. They had Sport a friend that was a 10-year-old black belt in karate and he <laughs> broke a board and they're like, ah. Yay, great and job. They, and they're, they're like at his little graduation. Oh, I wouldn't want to mess up with him. Why? Because he broke a balsa wood thing in half <laughs> with his foot. You know, you know that, that kid's going to get his, yeah. probably beat up more than somebody that didn't know nothing. Yeah. But I should, you know. Because he's, ba- he's baiting it. Yeah. Well, the black belt, the black belt thing is is so that's insulting. it's a it's a selling part. Yeah. I mean, they have schools that say black belt club. Yeah, what does that mean? You know, I mean, it, it's they, they sell it. That was, was part, a marketing I, tool. I was I was part of one of the, yeah. I was part of. I one mean, of those I never young, sell yeah. the belt. You know, I mean, the belt is something you earn. Sure. At your own pace. Yeah. Or not. Yeah, like yeah, sometimes they'll yeah. say, Oh, my kid's been coming a year more than that kid. Why is he well, because that kid comes six times a week. Yeah. You come once every other week. Yeah. Or you miss the whole summer and you know Yeah. What do you expect? There's a, you're, yeah, there's you're a cost on to your that. you're yeah. on your own pace. But um now life life lesson. There's a there's a cost to taking time off. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean the, the jujitsu thing, it should be mandatory, you know, and to me people they I mean, kids they love it. Yeah. And yes they do. You know, it's it's a sad part is about the kids is that um, you know, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that we don't want to do and we do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure the kid says he doesn't want to go to school, but every time he goes to school, he has fun. Mm-hmm. You know, unless he's in a bad environment, he's getting bullied. You know, and sure. But uh, with, with kids, you you should make it mandatory. You should just have them come. But parents will quit. You know, long before the kid quits. Yeah, they'll make excuses. Oh, I think the kid's holding the class back and then quit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think he's getting any better. How how do you know? How do you, yeah. Yeah, what do you do for a living? Yeah, well, I'm an accountant. Okay, let's make a deal. 
You don't want me coming down to your place and start counting for you. Don't come here and pretend to know anything. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Unless you put on a gi and you take instruction. Yeah. If you're you taking know, classes with the kid, like alongside, not necessarily alongside the kid, not the same class. That way, but if you're you can doing, find out how much you don't know. Yeah. Because like, right, in the, in the beginning, you don't know nothing. You're closing your eyes. You're doing all this stuff. You're trying to fight your way out of a paper bag. And, <laughs> and then uh, you actually, in jujitsu is one of those things, like you actually have to be pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. Almost very good at it to know how good you were not. Mm-hmm. I mean, it takes a little while for you to learn that I suck. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it took me a while to to know. You know, in locally in in judo in in Hawaii. I mean, you know, our club. You know, fortunately, most of the kids there were at the top of the chain. You know, I mean, they were they're always really good mm-hmm. winning more than you'd lose and i mean i'm not saying annihilate everybody when sure, they lose, but, but they're good yeah but i it wasn't until i actually got a black belt that they knew how bad i sucked and it, it didn't i didn't know how bad i sucked until i had to room with a guy like jason morris and we go on a roll we play a guy that doesn't speak any english and you know jason's out there killing everybody and i'm just fighting for my life you know mm-hmm. I mean? getting caught in everything thing that, but but i could take a beating yeah, yeah, yeah. What I what I find interesting about what you just said was, you know, you did you didn't recognize until you were a black belt how bad you sucked. Mm. Like I I wonder how how much that translates to life is like. Whereas, oh, you, you don't. Yes, trust you, me. Like you probably weren't. It wasn't until you were a black belt that you real didn't yeah. realize that you sucked. It was no. prob- it was probably a your instructor noticed that for the first time you finally got it. Yeah, that. You don't know what the hell you're doing. Yeah, right. Scary. And that is the differentiator between a black belt and someone that doesn't know, because a black belt is like in in most martial in most martial arts. Once you <sighs> elevate to the level of black belt, right. generally speaking, that's simply a designation as as a teacher. Right. You're now a teacher. You you you're are a professor na- of the art. You are now officially allowed yeah. to. You are allowed to proselytize, basically. Yeah. Well, that being said, you can't really do that until you recognize that you don't know what the hell you're talking about some of the time. And you can't put all of and, that yeah. into a 10-year-old. No. No. I mean, it's, I mean as, cute, as cute as it is yeah. to say that you're, you know, to say that your little, your little boy Keith, who's blonde hair, blue-eyed, scrawny, and 11 years old is wearing a black belt. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's cute and everything, but yeah. the, there's no – like, are there, are there exceptions? Sure. Are there prodigies? Sure. You yeah. have some prodigies here. Yes. You have yes. some prodigies at this school. Yes. Um, I mean, you've got you've got junior, my, you've my got junior team, Olympians here. My but, team's still very young. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> I expect them to lose half their matches. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it's just matches. Sure. It, you know. Um, is that is the, it that way to them? Well, the, yeah. For us, you know, well, being under Jason, it's just, you know, his, his mantra is like, do the match, get off the mat. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's like really, you know, because a lot of parents they they equate losing a match to something is wrong, mm-hmm. something is wrong, and then yep. they they try to make up for it. Oh, I'm gonna make my kid lift more weights, <laughs> do this uh, sign up at you know physical training. You know, he needs to be faster and have this burst big. Oh, really? How old is the kid? Nine. Oh, mm-hmm. like, still, let, let the kid let the kid just still go learning. out and play. Because yeah, I've just, seen yeah. just over the short period of time, well, I've been only doing the the judo competitively about three and a half years, four years out in the East Coast, mm-hmm. in that short period of time, I've seen very talented kids, very talented. Mm-hmm. I mean, the kid, 
he has coordination. You know, he's not falling over himself. Sure. He knows where to go. Instinctively, he does things. And, you know, th- that's what I talk about. Body. He can control his yeah. body. Sure, sure. Yeah. So I, I've seen them do things. As of well, this kid has a lot of potential. And next thing you know, they're not playing junior anymore because the parent didn't want to bring him for this. Or, you know, like the, this coach or, you know, like that. And you start jumping clubs and, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I we never really had that problem growing up in Hawaii. Because mm. there wasn't a lot of clubs. Yeah, the clubs that there were. And the, the clubs that there were, I didn't remember anybody ever saying, oh, you can't come here and practice or, you know, shit, it was great. It was like, I don't know, the guys from the other club, hey, you know, come over and we'd we rumble, kick the crap out of each other, and I'd go to their place. Mm. Uh, and, and But, you know, now it's, it's you know, feelings get hurt, you know. They're like, oh, how come my kid, you know, you put him in a bracket with this kid and you don't you have these enough matches. Oh, you put him with somebody as too tall or, you know, too big and, or they're built, they're too high with belt. Well, I have 12 year olds that are literally playing kids with eight, nine years of experience. And, you know, they're stark white belts. They have three, four months of, of judo. I don't not put them in there because they're going to play against somebody way more experienced. How sure. are you going to learn? Sure. You need, you need to face people that are going to beat you. You got to get, yeah. you have to get your losses. Yeah. Look, I will say you get them now or you get them later, but it's easier to get them now. If you're not yeah. losing, if you're not losing, you know, you're not playing enough. Sure. You're not playing enough. Yeah. And you only play people you think you can beat. Yeah, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah, what's the point? What's the point? You're sure. not gonna get any better. Yeah. And plus our game is focused around a game that's gonna work in adulthood. Mm-hmm. The reason being is the juniors, that span of your judo career is so short. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you push them the wrong way, you push too much, they quit. Yeah. Push too little, they quit. Yeah. Parents get bored of it, gets expensive, they quit. So there's all kinds of outs yeah. from, from judo. It's easy to quit. It's, it's easy to easy quit. It's easy to quit anything. Yeah. See, but the problem with the quitting part is I see it now. Kids that have, have quit my program, mm-hmm. they take up something else and they quit that. They and take up something else, they quit that. And then they quit that. So on down And the line, parents yeah. like, I don't know why. Really? Really? <laughs> because when it came time to bite down and say, hey, no, this is what you do, you let them quit. Yeah. Like, my dad never let me quit anything. Mm-hmm. But I tried boxing out, and uh, I started doing boxing. Mm-hmm. He, made, <laughs> he made me go. I mean, <laughs> what do you mean you would quit? I was like, I suck at it. <laughs> That's more reason. You need to go back keep, every keep, time. Keep, so. keep getting after it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wasn't a shit, man. Uh, but... <clears throat> Some things that I didn't like, you know, like I tried for football um, and I didn't didn't like it. You know, there's just too many moving parts, too many people. It was like too many variables for me. Sure. I, I'm a more one-on-one person, right? If I yeah. do this, this happens. Yeah. Even if you play your position well, doesn't mean you're going to win a game. And, sure. and, I, and, and I like swallowing that. So. Sure. So hence your hence All your those are out. Hence your draw to martial arts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All those are out. Yeah. So um, the martial art thing is good. And now that... um. You know, I'm pretty, you know, financially, uh, I'll call it stable. You know, I'm, I'm entering this new realm. It's of, like you don't, you don't want to curse yourself by saying successful. Like, don't, well, don't, yeah, because it's not over yet. That, yeah, because plus, plus that also means different things to different people. Yeah. And plus, yeah, I don't want to give myself a cap. Sure. I don't want to give myself a cap because everybody has different ideas about what success means to them. Sure. Success means to them that they showed up every 40 hours, you know, for every one of those 40 hours and not miss an hour yeah. and not go over and get that check. That's predictable. Yeah. You know, for and that's entre- okay, and that's okay. That's okay. There's for nothing them. wrong with that. Yeah. For us, the entrepreneurial spirit, you know, mm-hmm. we we'll always look to where we can add value 
while minimizing risk. Because everybody thinks we just jump. Exactly. I know. It's so funny. Like, yeah. people talk about... Oh, you're a risk taker. Oh, my God. You're such a risk taker. It's like... Well, people... people that, Like, per, great example of that that I've been hearing about a lot recently is Richard Branson. Like, the founder of Virgin... You know, yeah. of Virgin Enterprise... Like, Virgin Mobile, Virgin Airlines, you know, whatever. Like, this guy, this guy has started Christ. 30 plus billion now billion dollar companies just what whatever everybody looks at him as this his first one was a newspaper has this yeah like like people look at him as this as this crazy guy that jumps head first out of an airplane with no parachutes yep. and whatever like being wanting to be the first guy that takes goes into space as a tourist and yep. whatever they they look at him as this crazy risk taker but what what you don't understand is that this guy is a master 10th you know level 10 black belt you know, yeah. master at mitigating risk. Like when he start when he started Virgin Airlines, mm-hmm. he struck a deal with he struck a deal with Boeing to take to buy the airplanes, and then after a year, if it didn't work out, he could just give the planes back mm-hmm. and get his money back. How the hell are you gonna like how like how do you strike a deal like that? Like that well, was it that was his skill. Like he like without that he wouldn't have done it. He's like he didn't just start an airline to compete against British Airways just balls to the walls with no backup plan. It's like the, he's that's, a that's master a, in mitigating risk. That's kind of interesting that you um, that you brought that up because I, I know one of the topics uh, that you want to cover and, you know, being two ADD guys. Yeah. We're, we're, we might of, eventually get to it. We might get there. It's uh, small um, business funding. Yeah. Um, and small business funding and how you even start. Yeah. Well, a lot of guys have an idea. Just, just for your uh, your viewers, uh, just how I view it. You know, it all comes with a with a idea. Like you go through your daily life, and uh, every day I wake up, I get coffee, I fill up my gas, I go to the donut shop, mm. you know, or whatever. I hit my breakfast, I work out at the local gym, and then I have so many activities you do during the daytime that's routine. Mm-hmm. And for entrepreneur or inventor or something like that. How can I improve that process? Where along that line, where I spend my money, every dollar that leaves my pocket, how do I get those dollars out of somebody else? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and um, what am I good at? Yeah. You know, so when you're an entrepreneur, you kind of look at these things, and you, you have to, you know, find a problem or find a, a, a demand, and see if you and your skill set can meet it. Mm-hmm. So for me. Um, you know, several years ago when we first started the jujitsu thing, you know, I, I added value because I was like the only only guy that had a lot of experience. You know, I talked to guys, oh, how long have you been doing jujitsu? Oh, a long time, man. I've been doing like four years, <laughs> five years. Like, really? Yeah. Like, I had my like brown belt for 10 years. So, you're like, <laughs> I've had a black belt since I was 17. You know, like, uh, uh, you know it's, 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 yeah. it's different. So, I had that down. The credential part was, was good. Sure. And uh, when I started, uh, I used to you know, um, work on this fund that I had from you know, some angel investors and it did really well. Mm-hmm. And we had a stroke and we uh, fucking did away with it. And I now I invest for myself. I manage my own portfolio. It's a portfolio of stock. Yeah. And you know, and, okay. and it's, it's like, uh, right now it's like at 37 X or something. It's, it, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's going well. In what, in what time frame? if you don't mind me? Asking. Um, a little, well, well cur- currently, if you if you roll it back six quarters, it's like six or seven x. Okay, so um, so good, but, uh, year, yeah. good year and a half. Yeah, yeah good year and a uh, half. And uh, if if you roll that back even further, um, from the beginning, you know, it's it, it's 
around 37, 38. It might be even be more today because, and I, I took some positions, set some puts and calls today that are, you know, the stock market, you know, you, you don't have to be that bright to be betting in the stock market these past four months. You know, everything's sure. going, everything's going to go up. Everything's going great, yeah. But that's just a general thing. Something's been dropping. You got to know which, sure. as you go up, you leave people behind. Sure. Right? As you start pulling the rope up, the people that can hang on, strong grip, they stay on, right? And they rise. The ones that have weak grip, they fall. Sure. So, so you, you know, for me, I can, I'm figuring out the ones, you know, uh, I'm a precision um, trader, an investor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to match my chart. If you don't match my chart, I will short you. I don't okay. care who you are. You, like the, a month ago, we were following this, the Buffalo Wild Wings thing, mm-hmm. but they took an investment from a, um, from a investment bank. I was laughing. I was like, oh, these bankers are going to make wings now? I go, suck. <laughs> so what are, the, what are the outcomes? Either they start, they take it over to run it, yep. and the stock crashes. Crashes, yep. Or. They pull all the money out, and they crashes, yeah. Or they get in there, they prep up this company, and sell it. Mm-hmm. So what is more likely? Either way, yeah. What is more likely? These these guys aren't going to go in like me and you. You know, we're not going to go in there and start making wings. Sure. And so they just sold it the other day to Arby's. And uh, if if you were in on that, you probably made you know like thirty five uh, points mm-hmm. on your hundred. So, you know that was a that was a nice Christmas gift. Sure. Which which my wife probably already spent. <laughs> But um, yeah, for a small business, I mean, the first aspect of the small business, you know, um, I, I think you have a pretty neat background too. I mean, you have a good education. Uh, you went to Hopkins. Hopkins, yeah. So you're a Hopkins grad. And, I mean, I have students that are here at the school from Hopkins and, and they're, they're bright kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have a creative mind. You get the ADD thing. Yes, I do. We got to have that in space because you actually kind of need that. Squirrel. <laughs> but you, you found things I'm sorry, that- I'm sorry, were you saying something? I'm sorry. <laughs> But we, <laughs> that is right, right? I got to go build the clock. Um, <laughs> well, we were saying things like uh, you you found some problems that you you thought you could solve. Mm-hmm. Pretty lo- logistically. Yep. Um, human resource wise, manpower wise. Yep. Your, your courier business. Mm-hmm. And so you had some problems. You solved it. You found out how to monetize it. So for me, it was, I didn't have any businesses going out here. I had a job. That's not really entrepreneurial spirit. You know, sure. Your job isn't actually in the way. Sure. It is, so it is in the way. Sure. We, we uh, opened the dojo. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm the sole owner now. I have a partner. Got it going. I came in, rebranded it. And it's, you know, up to, you know, 300 plus students now. So we're just, we're smashing it. But now I have the opportunity to do other small businesses, you know, mm-hmm. um, other investments. And people always ask the number one question is, how do I fund my dream? How do I fund it? You're right? You're like, and there's no easy there's answer. No easy yeah, answer there's no that. easy no. answer to that because if you do get like what we call in our business, like an angel investor. Sure. We get somebody we know across the street that just has a ton of cash. Yep. Got a life, got a life insurance policy. Yeah, yeah. Sold, Ten sold, years sold to live. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, Junior, what are you doing now? Ah, I'm going to open up this studio. Yeah, I'll throw some money at it. Sure." And so the problem becomes, you know, if hmm. if you're that person and you're you're looking at your small business and you have a good idea, some kind of demand you can meet, mm-hmm. some some kind of uh, expertise that you have that you can get paid for. Mm-hmm. So now now it becomes funding. And if you are that person where you have an angel investor, 
Um, it's an investment. You can't treat it. You have to treat it as an investment. And that means there's terms on it. Sure. There's on this money. It's not a gift. It's not a gift. Sure. Yeah, right. It's it called is, an investment. It's not, it's an not investment. Called, and, it's um, not an angel gift. It's right. an angel investment. Yeah. And usually, um, there's there's a couple ways you can do it. You know, there's uh, what we call debt equity, mm-hmm. is where you know they they give you this money and you give them shares, mm-hmm. and that kind of uh, goes into the part where we're talking about the LLC, the mm-hmm. S corp. You know, yep. the differences. Best way to structure that. So. Yeah. If you're an S-Corp, you're a sole proprietorship, mm. you own it. You have all the advantages of having a corporation, mm. but you own it. You're the, you're the guy. Yep, sole per- Yeah. But the thing about the corporate veil is for your investors and creditors, they will pierce that corporate veil and go after your personal assets if shit hits the fan. Mm-hmm. They're going to go after you anyway. Yeah. But the good news is, you know, you're you're there. You can you control everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is would be the what's kind of popular is the LLC. Yep. You can be a sole guy in the LLC, but yep, LLC, LLCs yep. are mostly for partnerships. Mm-hmm. And and the thing about that is uh, you can't really pay yourself. It's a partnership. It's all flow through. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Um, uh, the thing about the LLC is that you can't. Um, it gives members of the LLC, you know, power that maybe you wouldn't want to have. Sure. Right. Like. If it came down one thing, we need to invest this hundred grand in this thing. Oh, we got to vote. What? What? Huh? No, no. I'm I'm the managing partner. I'm the well. Is that in your contract? You know, is that in your thing? You said LLC. We all have equal equal say. Wait, what do you mean equal say? Equal say. Equal say. Yeah. So that that's the kind of a uh, thing. But it is the benefit there's of no having LLC no, is taxes. Yeah. There's no shares. Yeah, so yeah. You, you, you don't split it up. It's like, well, I'm keeping sixty percent of the shares, and you're getting forty. It doesn't work. So like that, the yeah. other thing that I would I, I'm a big fan of is the close court. It's close court. So the close court part is uh, kind of what I have here. Uh, we have shares. Uh, I just happen to own them all. But if I wanted to raise money, uh, I could offer shares up. And uh, for for investments, so say you had a, I had a friend. Um, I don't know if he still did it, but uh, right now he wanted to do some car washes. So okay. he wanted to start a car wash. Usually a solid business. So he's early. He's early, and uh, we call that uh, you know just an early investment. So that's friends, family, sure. You know all the money that's around you, sure. Okay, so he wanted to take in cash from. One of his uh, like angel investors or mm-hmm. whatever. I think his uncle or something like that has a ton of cash. And then he said, how should I take this money in? But I don't want to give shares now because that's early in the business. Sure. And you don't know where it's going to be. But, so you don't want to give up. For but he, know, yeah. he knows he has to get to like $6 million to do this, right? Mm-hmm. So he doesn't take this and he doesn't want to give it a, at a cap, uh, an evaluation yet. So I said... Uh, one thing that, that works in this situation is where you, you take in a note and it would call it be called a conversion note or convertible note, mm-hmm. which is um, I'm going to give you this money at an interest rate, mm-hmm. right? And when I give you this money, you're going to take in the cash, you're going to use it to operate. And when you do um, when your next investment round, which we call your A round, you're going to invest it, you're yeah. going to give the company a value. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and that, that's, that's at your A round. At your A round, when they give you the value of the company, you're gonna convert my um, no. loan notes, my, my my note into shares mm. at a discount. Okay. Now some of those discounts can vary. There's sometimes five, ten, twenty five percent discount. Sure. Um, 
And sometimes the conversions, there's a, diff- a little bit different of triggers. What we call the triggers, uh, what event is going to happen that converts my note. Triggers that converts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. different convergence. Yeah. Sometimes it's you know, another investor. Sometimes it's a time frame, I guess. Sometimes it's, a, it's right. like one way or the other, it's going to happen in right. 18 months or it's going to. That's why, you know, I don't like putting caps. Sometimes you're going to put caps on it. So it, it, say if you had a, you're going to get a conversion note and you set this cap at, uh, you know, you think it's going to be like, you know, low, three, four million. And then the evaluation comes back at six million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you do that? Mm-hmm. Or what if you think your cap's uh, four or five million, and the investor comes in and at, determines at that it's two, two million, two and a quarter, or whatever? Yeah. Now sometimes you won't want to convert into a down round. So a down round is an investment round that the valuation is lower than they perceive. Yeah, kind of, sort of needs to be. Right. Got it. Okay. So sometimes if we invest, the hopes and dreams is we invest. Our value goes up, our stocks go up, everything goes up, of the course. business does well, and then we have an exit. And that's what happens a hundred percent of the time. I was, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It actually of happens course. like yeah. uh, less than fifteen percent of the time. Fi- yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> so and um, so a lot of those, a lot of those trigger events, a lot of those. Uh, that's kind of what I do. Okay. So I'll look at a business like uh, I've, I'm, I'm in two now. One is an auto parts store, and one I did was a fitness center, which both partners. Are ready to do their own thing, so I go in there. Um, I I take their P and L and I determine their EBTA, mm-hmm. EBTIA, their yep. uh, earnings before EBITDA, tax yep. interest and amortization. So I determine what that number is and give the uh, I give it a depends by industry. Mm-hmm. Now when we give evaluations, like other people, you know, oh, what's your value? What's your valuation? Well, people have different ways of sure. It and I, I've heard this. That. Yeah. I heard these kids, all oh, these millennials. Pre pre revenue <laughs> pre revenue okay they have an idea and they had an app and they give themselves a ten million dollar evaluation because there is an app out there that's been out there for ten years that does ten million that does something similar similar to they do this similar to what they do okay so they get their- so they said that there were like they're like I I decided I decided to start a social yes. networking app with me and my friends yes. from high school yes. and I say that I'm worth the same as Facebook. So it's like saying that I'm after I was done eating the sushi I left. No, <laughs> <laughs> so there there was no reason to go on. Sure, sure. But uh, it's like gentlemen, pleasure to meet you. You take that and you give it a multiple, um, whatever. Sometimes depending on the depending on the industry, the, the, what I like about. The fitness industry, judo, well, maybe not judo. The judo still is in that little gray area of like, you know, Japanese cultural center mentality where things are supposed to be $25 or free. You know, you know that's not a that's not a business model. Sure. Yeah, no. Not so you know, much. And, um, now, a subscription-based thing, they found that, you know, subscription-based or things that sell in commercials, online, apps, $25 or less, you got you to sale. Mm-hmm. Memberships. Now, this price has been creeping up. You know, the price of gyms, memberships, personal training, CrossFit places, yep. they've been creeping up their baseline of what people expect to pay. Yep. Everybody has a, a thing in mind. Yep. I mean, nobody comes into here. You know, like, nobody looks for jujitsu. Mm. The kid, you know, went to soccer, started poking everybody in the back, pulling everybody's pants down, got kicked out, threw him into this sport. Started swinging the balls, throwing the bats in the trash can or whatnot. I got kicked out of that sport. You know, and then they bought a lacrosse stick, you know, to fucking shoes. So they come into <laughs> jiu-jitsu and they're not surprised. Yeah. You know, it's not the first place you come, but they have a price in mind yeah. that they set according to their experiences, right? Sure. So 
Well, we're, 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 with the the fitness industry now, with um, body transformation, like these people that um, that I help with their business, they're very good at what they do. They do body transformation, take you off the couch, mm-hmm. get you into a meal plan, fitness, everything. you know, all the, yeah. everything, accountability. They're calling you. You said you're going to be here four thirty. Four thirty is right now. Where are you? Where the hell? We're are sending you, yeah. you the car. You know what I mean? Whatever there, whatever it takes to get this guy in there and get him results. That's great. Because once you signed up for it, you're going to finish this shit. That's great. I don't care what you do after this, but yeah. you're going to do what you said you're going to do. Yeah. And and there's a ton of value in that. Sure. Accountability nowadays is gone. Yeah. So they they have a program that has the accountability, the meals, the workouts, and they're developing that, and it, it's very sellable. And um, so I was able. To give it, you know, tractor progress, what the triggers are for the um, expenditures mm-hmm. and what the triggers are for the uh, revenue increases. Okay. So I was able to channel that and then now give them a valuation. They're, they're getting an SBA loan and okay. they are their first time out to take on debt and they got an SBA loan. That's just, as you know and I know, That's not very easy. hard to get. Very hard. Very to get. hard to yeah. get. So... Um, you entrepreneurs out there, if you fought for SB alone and you crashed and burned your first time, you're not alone. Yes. People try seven to 10 times for that damn loan yeah. and the, they're surprised when they get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, did I actually get it this time? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, Cause yeah. it's like prime plus three or something like that. It's yeah, a, it's, it's a great cheap. loan. Yeah. It's incredible. It's a great loan. And, and the uh, SBA knows that. That's yes. why it's not easy yeah. to get. Yeah. It's, like, a, it's, a, it's a great loan. Yeah. Um, to get, if you, if you're trying to get the SB loan. Get your credit, get your credit line, build that up. Do not pound your credit line. They give you ten thousand. Please don't spend nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Twenty five percent or less. Build your credit. Get that going. It's, it's kind of funny because kind of like personal credit. Mm-hmm. I'm Hawaiian, but I'm actually like a quarter Chinese. Like my mother's half Chinese. My grandmother's pure Chinese. Got it. And it is what it is, you know what I mean? What you think it is. The Chinese side of the family, they got money in the mattress. <laughs> I got an uncle that wears shirts and t-shirt and, you know, he walks around and you might give him money, you know what I mean? <laughs> I got a million dollars in his bed, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like he's, walk, he's walking around with a, with a money belt. He's walking around with a money belt carrying $15,000 in cash on him. It just, you know? it's, it's funny, his, uh, his uh, um, daughter... Was uh, getting like, married in another state, and uh, he went with a bag of money to go pay for the house. He stopped him at the airport. He's like, "What? It's my money, you know." And like, what are you doing with all this cash? It's it's kind of funny. Uh, it it is what it is. But I, I yeah, I'm sorry. And, and and what's his name and address? Yeah. I'm sorry for for, uh, for the um, for the listeners and Linda, just and, say and hi. So he is that anyway. Chinese. Uh, so he he carries. He will. All, yeah, he'll also kill you. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah. you'll never be able to walk around another Asian without looking over your back. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's funny about that. So the small business part of getting started and funding, that would be it. But once you open up, you're going to wear all the hats. Sure. You're going to be the accountant. I'm well aware. You're the marketing strategy guy. Yep. You're a teacher. You're this. You're that. Yep. You're, you're, you're everything. You're going to mm-hmm. wear all the hats. Yep. And the hard part is to take these hats off. Because mm-hmm. what we say in our, our line of work is uh, perfection mm-hmm. is the enemy of profit. So if you're that guy, like, oh my god, I don't want to get this teacher because it looks ugly. Oh no, I want this teacher to look like, dude, just do it. Just, just do it. Just go. Just do it. Just go. Get get, get to an eighty percent solution and go. Yeah. 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 Well, eighty is a significant number. Yeah. Because we figure eighty twenty. Sure. Yeah. Eighty percent of our business 
revenue makes up of this. Mm-hmm. So I always take this example, and it's just about 80-20. Burger, fries. Mm-hmm. Your burger, 80% of the five bucks, whatever, and, and the fries probably make up for 20% of the cost. Yeah. But people don't just go to buy fries. No. They're going to buy this burger. They want the burger, yeah. And if they have burger and you don't serve fries, you're not going to sell any burgers. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny? There is not a burger joint in the world that doesn't have some kind of potato on the side. Yep. They're not going to serve you this burger with a salad. Yes. <laughs> All you yeah. hipsters out there, that is you. They're going to serve this burger, <laughs> this nice beef, beefy, you know, burger. Yeah. You know, with, with bananas. You know, <laughs> serve it with fries. Yeah. And you'll have it with fries. Yeah. But it's your 80 20. Yeah. It's like uh, I have these um, shirts and stuff. I and mean, it doesn't make up a big part of my revenue. No, but it's there. But it's here. People yeah. It's, it's yeah. branding, you know, it's that. And, you know, and uh, so I always tell people don't worry about, you know, all the little things. Yeah. Get good at one thing. And I, if I could say what to get good at, it'd be marketing. Mm-hmm. It'd be marketing. Because how many times have we seen it? You know, I, I see it uh, in the business all day. Um, let, let's take McDonald's. We were just talking about burgers. McDonald's. Sure. The product is shit. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. That's why they have fancy boxes. That's why they give you a toy with it. You know what I mean? It's a product <laughs> is shit. Have you ever gone to Ruth Chris Steakhouse and they brought, out, brought you out a little Ruth Chris uh, doll with the steak? No. <laughs> But the product is good. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was like they brought out a nineteen. They brought out a nineteen dollar plate of broccoli. Yeah. They brought out a seventy. You know, a seventy dollar piece of meat. Yeah, with nothing around. Nothing and what does a Mercedes Benz salesman do? <laughs> nothing. It's a Mercedes Benz. You know? Yeah, it's like <laughs> fucking. He's like, he's like, he's like, he asks you one question. It's like, yeah. yeah. He's like, do he's like, do you have any questions? Yeah. No. Okay. Well, we'll be over there. His only answer all day yeah. long is Mercedes. Yeah. Hey, uh, what engine is this, Mercedes? Is this thing a good Mercedes? Is mask is gas mileage good? Mercedes. Mercedes. Yeah. I mean, hey, what the fuck does he have to say? You know, what I mean, it's yeah. Mercedes. But when you when you try to do marketing, um, trying to explain your product or service, you know, in a sentence, you know, wrap your head around it. You know, so what hard. is? It's hard. It's hard. It's it hard. Very hard. Because now, like in the fitness industry, especially these these ones that are doing these body transformation, we got. Jay's personal fitness next door. We have one back there, uh, back to fitness, fit, merit, the CrossFit there. We have all these fitness centers. And I'm sure they as business owners know what they're better at than the other ones or what they think they're better at. But how to express that to me or you. Yeah. You know, I hate working out. I hate it. I hate going to well, I hate hate going to the gym. Yeah. My body won't allow me to do the jujitsu and judo every day anymore. You know, can't get out of bed. But I hate it. But what if I, if I was to explain, you know, if you're my friend, so I know you, sure. and I say, oh shit, no, fit, they have a lot of equipment, nobody's in there. You know, these guys are never expensive. You know, but I know you. Yeah. So when you're starting out your marketing campaign, you don't know anybody. Sure. You don't know who you're connecting with you, you on Facebook. You have to you sell to strangers. It's you have just, to sell yeah. to strangers, right? Yeah. And at that point, everybody's a customer. Mm-hmm. Everybody's a customer. So they have these things like uh, they have marketing funnels, click funnels, and all this kind of stuff where mm-hmm. you can kind of narrow that down. Oh, the women, you know, 18, 35, or males that watch late night, stay up at midnight, you know, this, disposable, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. All the demographics, yeah. all the number crunching stuff, you can just download that. You don't have to get good at that. Mm-hmm. You can download that. 
but you still, but at the end of the day, you still have to sell to a stranger. Right. You have to look somebody in the eye and sell to a right. stranger. Yeah. And you know, and for, take their money out of their wallet. It's for jujitsu, yeah. it, it it would be so easy, you know, to sell to strangers if I could be in front of them and they're like, "Why should I learn jujitsu?" I just slap them right in the head, bang. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's yeah. a quick sell. <clears throat> but now you can't express that through the phone. You see, since you've been here, my. Phone, my phone rings off the hook nonstop all day. Sure. With people trying to call in and do that. And 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 that's a the end result of of the marketing. Mm-hmm. End result of, you know, um my my tone of marketing would be um offer uh after content, 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 content. It's kinda like your thing. Yeah. Podcast. Yep. Million podcasts, offer, commercial. Sure. sure. Another content, 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 your offer. Sure. And through the content, you're trying to address your customer. Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to, I have to if, solve a problem, I'm, like, I'm solving problems. Like if I, I'm I here, started Small Moves Podcast to solve a problem that I we, saw was missing for myself. We were talking was, about yeah. that uh, video of me kicking the crap out of that uh, uh, big football player. <laughs> and, you know, that went viral. And, it, you know, people are calling in and, like, you know, oh, I saw this video and this guy. And I was like, well, that. What you've seen there is the result of years of training. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and, and the other kid being totally untrained, just a meathead. Yep. So I said, uh, you're looking for order. those results, you know, you know, we have the place, but, you know, it's the end result of your marketing. They call here and they, they do that. So yeah. I don't know where they're coming from because we have a big Facebook page. We have an Instagram and we have, which is the best, best resource is your um, existing students. Mm-hmm. That is your best resource. Oh, yeah. That is uh, giving them your best marketing and, engine. Oh my so, god! Yeah, because they're gonna ex- they know the person that they're talking to, mm-hmm. and they're gonna be able to explain it and more like uh, customize it to whoever they're talking to. Yeah, it's like listeners. It's like people that regularly listen to this show. It's like if they if they're like they can probably explain my podcast better than I can. Yeah, yeah. Like they, like if they're if they're asking you know if a friend of theirs asks them about you know what you, you know what shows do they listen to they can probably explain the small moves podcast better yeah. than I can. Yeah, it just yeah the they pe- people that love your product yeah. are the best is the best marketing that you can get. Yeah. So yeah. and the next thing would be well we covered like. You know what kind of a little bit about cor- uh, corporate? I mean, it's just a scattered thing, right? You know? Sure. That small business, how you may fund it. You know, um, convertible notes. Mm-hmm. Those are those are pretty good. Um, uh, angel investors, and and the another thing is, uh, sometimes you have to start small, mm-hmm. and it's hard because if you have a you want a studio like this, you know, you got to pay the five thousand, the ten thousand to get in. I mean, it's going to take some cash. You're not to put it up yourself. Sure. No one's going to fund your dream. No. Right? No one's yeah. going to fund your dream. And now, as you get in, you want to, you have, there's there's levels of of uh, the metrics to building a successful business. Mm-hmm. So you have to get your operations down. You have to get your time established. Like, we never changed. We've only added classes. We've never changed the times of our classes since we've opened. Mm-hmm. We've never changed them. The baseline. So is guys would come in, you know, like three years ago, they were here on a trip and they did something. They're coming back again. You still got class at seven o'clock? Yep. Mm-hmm. So that kind of consistency yeah. is still there. And then uh, for your instructors, because, you know, yes, martial arts has a lineage and it's very old. It's very tested. But 
situations are always constantly evolving. You have to find another program to plug into, mm-hmm. a system to plug into. And I'm very fortunate to be part of the, you know, the Helsing Gracie lineage where there's a lot of uh, like-minded people in, in our um, in our belt lineage. And then with our judo, uh, with Jason Morris, that's exactly what I want. I don't even pretend to know the katas. People come in here, oh, I've seen the kata and stuff like that. Can you teach it? Hey, I'm not going to tell them that I have a thing from Japan that I learned all the katas and stuff. I go, nope. Because oh. I don't. I don't practice that's it not, daily. And that's I, not what we do. And yeah. I'm not going to run around on my, my my legs are beat up, man. I'm old. <laughs> so the, the wheels don't work as good. you know. And so I don't even pretend to know that. But I said, if you want to compete, and this is another thing about people are kind of shy about when it comes to, I was, I was like that in the beginning, but self-promotion. Mm-hmm. You've got to be willing to put yourself out there, sure, and and take the stones, take the people throwing. And if that bothers you, don't go into business for yourself. Yeah. If you have, if you're one of those, that's pe- not something that you can get around. Oh my god! You if you're one of those people nowadays yeah. to have feelings that you know <laughs> this is gonna hurt you, you know this calling you, telling you you suck, and you know all this kind of. If if you're that person, if you're gonna be offended or get debilitated by yeah. that stuff, you're you're done. You're done now. If Don't you're, even try. You're if done you now. are not willing to make your mistakes, go out there, make your mistakes, learn from them. Because when I first started, I was like, dude, so how do we plan for our mistakes? And you know, my business partner was like, was basically a kid. He's like, what do you mean? I go, dude, we're gonna make our mistakes. You don't think we're gonna make mistakes? You think we're just going to be successful as the other school? Yeah, hey, that's not going to happen. Sure. You know, we're going to open this thing. Nobody might come. You know, what are we going to do then? So you got to plan on making your mistakes. But the vehicle that you put in place, all these stops that you put in place to work you past those mm-hmm. have to be, you know, you can build those as you go on. Like, I didn't know how to talk on a phone. You know, I'm, I'm from Hawaii. Yeah. So, you know, I probably sound like a 12-year-old girl on over this mic, but... <laughs> You know, I'm from the islands, and you know, I don't have the you know the best professional language in the world, and how to talk on the phone. I had to actually learn that. Mm-hmm. I had to take a class. I had to learn it. You know, I researched it. Um, talk to my friend. You know, if you meet, if uh, you ever get Mike Stewart on this, uh, one of my students, mm-hmm. really good friend of mine. You ever get him on this thing? He's a real good talker. Okay, <laughs> but he sounds good too. I mean, the guy sings and all that kind of stuff. Um, if you ever get him on here, he's he's a, he's a smooth talker, and uh, me, I, I'm think for me, I I think I'm the world's worst salesman, because I have no ability to talk into something that you don't already want. A good salesman will sell you anything, right? Sure, right? Sure. You'll be Eskimo, you know, ice cream yeah. cone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, They'll uh, sell it to you, right? Yeah, exactly. So people will go, I'll show you, I'll show you the thing. I was like, okay, this is the price. It was a friend. They're like, oh, that's too expensive. Oh, okay, it's not for you. I'll start pulling it back. They'll be like, wait, 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 wait. What kind of salesman are you? Well, isn't, like, it, isn't, it, isn't it funny? Isn't it funny how that's almost like a backhanded compliment? When you when you tell people that, it's like, it's like, man, it's like I I want to introduce you to my friend Stu. He's the he's like he's the greatest salesman you'll ever meet. It's like that's all. It's almost an it's almost an insult, isn't it? Like for no know, knowing what knowing what the the quote unquote qualities, if you want to use the word quality, like it's knowing what the qualities are, yeah. is like when you say somebody's a really great salesperson, it's like I don't know how to take that. Was that yeah. like did, did they did they mean that nicely or did they mean to just did that person just call me an asshole? Like yeah, I, yeah. you know, it's like I don't I don't I don't know. Like yeah, I mean 
I guess everybody has their own it, sales style. Yeah, but the, I mean, but then again, in 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 the types of in the types of businesses that you've gotten involved with, yeah. whether it be stock tra- like stock trading, yeah, you don't need to sell anything for stock trading. You're managing a portfolio, yeah. your own portfolio with that. You well, know, which you're is selling yourself. Like, sure, that's the hard sell, right? Sure. Yeah, you're trying to sell yourself on an yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You're pre- pretending you're like daily, daily, <laughs> think, thinking that the research that you did is good enough. Right. Sure, you're like you're, right. it's the hard, it's the hardest customer yeah. you'll find is yeah. yourself. Yeah. But you know, obviously, there's jujitsu. Yes. Yeah. Do you have Do you have to get students in? Sure. Yeah. But the second that they see it, they can see a difference from one school to a, to the next. Right. Um, well, that's so, what but, I I liked about our product. And then with real estate, like, and then with yeah. real estate, same thing. It's yeah. Like it's 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 for it's forecasting. Yeah. it kind of kind of gets back to drawing on what you said about yourself when you were a little kid? It's yeah. like you you kind of like to play by yourself. Like yeah. that that's. It's interesting that that has been that's turned into what the professional direction has been. Right, it's like you're now doing things where basically you're playing by yourself, right? And that's okay. Yeah. Like, and clearly, clearly, well, look at the you know more than one reason for that now too. You, you can't touch anybody nowadays. <laughs> you know, yeah, playing by yourself is a safe thing. Yeah, <laughs> but um, with with <clears throat> as far as like the small business goes, you know, all the. All the little things that that make it make up, you know, like the little details of, you know, having, like you've never walked into our studio and it's never been dirty. You know what I mean? We we clean this thing. Sure. Top to bottom. Look, from day one till now, it still doesn't smell like a gym. It's yeah. clean. Yeah. You know, so those kind of things, uh, people sometimes don't notice. But when it's bad, they do notice. It's more, you know what I mean? yeah, it's, that, it's almost like one of those negative, those negative, negative space kind of things. Yes. So when you when you look at you look at a market you look at a marketing piece and there's words all over the place. It's like it, it's like okay, you, you might you might find it obnoxious, you might not, but like you see words everywhere, you just start reading or you just sort of glance past it. Versus when you see one of those billboards, it's a gigantic white billboard with a single sentence in the center. Bang! You see yeah. it. It's like it's like you like when when there's something when it's there, it's there. Like you I know, made this like, up. It's there. It's there. For one of our first campaigns uh, that we had was a uh, was like Helson was coming. So I have a little bit of a little bit of design background, but not not. not I mean, I'm proficient. Sure. You know, anything on a computer. You know, I was I was fairly decent at Photoshop. I was fairly decent at. I have an eye for what looks good. Like you see around here, you can tell the things that I did and the things that other people did. <laughs> you see which ones I designed, <laughs> and you see the stuff that other people design. You know, I like neat, clean, simplistic in nature. Sure, because uh, it's like uh, anything else so in your business. When it goes wrong, if you have too many things going on in your business and too many moving parts, when you try to fix it. Sometimes you add more things that are wrong. Well, because you don't know what went wrong. You don't know what wrong. Yeah, it's like it's like when it, when a when a Rolex when a Rolex watch stops working, there's a reason it costs two thousand dollars to get it. You need fixed. a Rolex guy to fix it, right? Yeah, yeah and exactly. there's a reason for that. Right. Good, like, it's exactly. got so many moving parts that are all interconnected. Yeah. You have no idea. But when you got a di- when yep. you got a digital lo- when you got a digital watch, it's like oh, the battery's gone. Like me, if we like, talk yeah, about this, like, yeah. me and you could take a stab at this Toyota outside, but put a Ferrari outside, nah. <laughs> you speak Italian. He's like, <laughs> but yeah, what um with with uh I was doing this campaign for us. I purposely made the name like everything like 
Everybody likes to box things up, make them even, make them nice, and do this. This is clean. But with the name, I made the fonts almost different sizes in every letter, and I tilted it. I tilted it going towards the person. Okay. So they're looking at it, they're like, right? Because, you know, when things are in place, right, when everything lines up. Mm-hmm. Your eye just, just blows it. breezes by. Yeah. yeah, when you look at the keys on a piano board, if I removed one black key, you wouldn't notice it. I mean, you know, it's not off. Mm-hmm. But if I start replacing the keys and it's, what? I paint one of the keys red. You know? like, oh. Yeah, they go, yeah. hey, wait, what, what, what happened oh. there? So it was, kind of, it was kind of a thing. And, um, you know, a lot of people, it, it found traction and, and people were, they kind of liked it and they were sharing it all over the place. And it was Helsin, so that was uh, another thing. That helped, sure. Well, so like when we, when we do things, how do we stand out? You know, how do we stand out? You have you know, this business. I have this business. You know, I'm a trader. People are traders. I'm investors. Other people are How do you stand out? What makes your thing special? Mm-hmm. That doesn't have to be the best because we just described that. If you have a shitty product, shitty product, you have good operations. Mm-hmm. You, have a good, you have a good location, mm-hmm. well-funded, good staff. You're gonna, it's going to go. Sure. You can sell crap and that's going to go. Yep. Or you have to have a really good product. Mm-hmm. Maybe the place ain't as you know spectacular as we'd like to be. Location is not that good. Mm-hmm. But your product is good, so it drives people there. Yeah, it's like everybody knows the knows the example of that di- that that dive bar in the basement of the back alley of the obscure where the burger is delicious neighborhood. Where they never like, changed the oil for a hundred years. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know the person works there. You know the service sucks. And, you know. Place stinks. Yeah, but the product is. But fucking the food awesome. is amazing. Yeah, exactly. But the food so, is amazing. There's had to be something that draws you. So I would like to think, you know, in, in fact, in, in in my school, um, I always tell people if you're looking for jujitsu, that you're trying to compete, mm-hmm. and you want to win these tournaments. First of all, you're in the wrong state. Sorry, sure. you got to move to California. California or New York or whatever. Yeah. New York's a little more expensive and go around and get around. Sure. But yeah, you're, you're just in the wrong state. You're like, oh, I want to compete. Well, good for you. You're in the wrong state. Yep. Yep. But if you want to compete and learn judo, you want to learn the throws. You want to learn how to fall, how to protect your head. Mm-hmm. You want to learn those things. This is the only place for you. Sure. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. And that's the self-promotion part. You can't be shy about your product. Yeah. You can't be shy that you're going to hurt and step on somebody else's toes because you don't know. Because people get offended from all over. Like you opened up this carrier business. Oh, we're the best carrier business here. And, and this guy in California is like, oh, my God, he's not the best. I'm the best. How does it affect you? How the hell do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not even in that market. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. how does that affect like you? It's 5,000 miles away. What, what are how does that offend you? You know what, what are we mean? talking about? Yeah, yeah. In fact, if that offended you, you shouldn't be in that business. Yeah. yeah so so but, but, but now with that, you know. That being said, um, you know, I do have a lot of experience in jiu-jitsu. I've been doing it a long time. Mm-hmm. So, like, and, and uh, we're talking about growing up doing it, you know, it's a second nature. So, things that change is not going to be foreign to me. I can see the move one time. I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to show me a move that I can't do unless it's something with the splits or something I have to put my leg behind my head, you know, and then I'm not doing that at all. <laughs> but I'm not against people doing it. If you sure. can do it, you can do it. But Fundamentally wise, jiu-jitsu is made for the smaller, weaker person. It's not made for the big, strong, buff, fast, and athletic. 
And people that have that mentality, they need to get in shape before they try it. They need to do this. They need to lose 20 pounds or I got to be able to put my leg behind it. That is the wrong mentality for the wrong mechanism. I mean, this mechanism is for, for the person that is not athletically gifted, not talented. That's what we, we're here for. Sure. And to bring it, to bring it all back, to bring it all back around, it almost sounds like that that's, if jujitsu is not the best metaphor for life and for business, I don't really know what is. It's yes. like, cause yeah, cause You're make your mistakes. Because in your, in your, in your case, jujitsu predates all of your business ventures yep. for you. Yep. But yep. The, what's, what's so interesting about jujitsu as an art compared to other martial arts is it's not, are there, Sure. Are there set quote unquote moves? Yep. Yeah. Can you make them up out of thin air? Yeah. Yeah. You can do that too. Yep. Like where a lot of other arts, that's not necessarily the case. It's yep. like, okay, for you to get past white belt, you must learn these 25 things. Yeah. Show me that you can know these 25 things. You got it? Great. You're now a yellow belt. Okay. Yep. Now that you're a yellow belt, you have to learn these 15 more and then an advanced version of the previous 25. You got that down? Great. Okay, good. Now you're an orange belt. Right. And now, and so on and so forth. Jiu-jitsu is not like that. It's like yeah. the, there's, the, it, it has nothing to necessarily do with moves. It's intuition. It's adjustment to right. current circumstance. Right. It's, it's, like it's sometimes get, getting choked out and going unconscious and then coming back and doing it again. Right. And it's just, yeah. It, it, how, tell me how that that's not the greatest metaphor for starting a business or for getting into a marriage or raising there, right? ki- raising kids. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah, jump in there. Yeah, it's like and for then, anybody that's listening, you know, if you've got if you've got kids, it's like put put a put a mark in the show note. Like go onto the Facebook page, smallmoves.co forward slash community. And let me know how raising your kids has gone perfectly from day one. Yeah, no, you're gonna up make to this mistakes. point right now. Yeah, no. like I, I'm expecting, no. I'm expecting crickets. Please prove me wrong, but I'm expecting crickets. No, I mean, the one important thing, um, if I could, you know, boil it down, there's so many things involved with business. It's so fluid, um, but it's grit. I mean, you gotta have, you gotta have that grit because you're gonna get the nose. People are gonna tell you. Oh no, you know, I get phone calls like this all the time where people say, you know what you should do? I go, really? <laughs> what should I do? Well, I should think you should put your money here, put your money there. And then I bounce it back at him. Well, how much money do you have in it? I don't have any money in there. <laughs> <laughs> or they or they tell me like, oh, okay, you should invest in this, like the Bitcoin thing, right? Yeah, like, like cri- yeah, okay. cryptocurrencies. So, or whatever. Yeah, whatever. I go, well... What's your position like? What do you have in there? Well, I got ten grand. I got ten grand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So okay. Yeah, so uh, yeah. it's a toy. Yeah. You know, I mean, if I if I had ten thousand dollars only mm-hmm. to invest, Bitcoin is you know I don't care what it is that now. Sure. That is not a solid business plan. It's, the, the fundamentals of of anything. Don't apply just to putting that money in Bitcoin. You're just riding a trend. Mm-hmm. If you're just a trend rider, you're bound to crash. Yep. You're, you're bound to crash. Yep. You're not going to invest in Bitcoin, and the rest of your life is going to be good. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's not it. Mm-hmm. There's never. There's, there's never happened to anybody. Yeah. You have to have fundamentals, and for me, it was value trading, anything on or off a, a fucking car tire. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's. I was in the the fast food space, mm-hmm. looking at that. 
uh, lithium stockpiles. Fang. Fang is a fit for you guys out there. It's a Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, yeah. or or uh, Google's parent company, Alphabet. Alphabet, yeah. Um, and uh, I do have a little. I do have a little bit of Bitcoin, but it's a. Uh, I do the the Bitcoin trade because it decentralizes the trading of it, and it's it your exiting is easier because it's um, it's a fund that has uh, holds a few bitcoins, so it's going to scale with. Bitcoin went up and down, sure. and you can invest in it. And they set their price, and you know it, it was the entry point is a little less if you're getting into Bitcoin now. It's a little less to get into the fund, mm -hmm. but the fund is going up and down, scaling where you want. Sure. Uh, and there's a new product coming out there, and many of you are going to hear it here first. Okay. On Jay's podcast, it's called a Bitcoin IRA. Oh God. So as you guys know, that your IRAs are mostly backed by commodities. I don't know if there's a pork belly, pork belly <laughs> IRA, <laughs> but there is gold, metals, you know, sure. uh, standards, frozen orange juice or whatever. There's <laughs> um, uh, corn, ethanol stockpiles. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you have that to back your IRAs and your IRA Cs for some of you uh, um, that have those those products. But now they're gonna they're gonna do Bitcoin because the volume is high enough. Sure, like. The reason why volumes are important is that if if I said, oh, okay, I'm gonna invest in Jason's thing, and uh, your thing was maybe to a ticket scalper or whatever, right? So I invested a hundred dollars in you. Oh shit, the Super Bowl is next week. So I doubled my investment in a day. In a day, sure. But day and then, two, and then it crashed. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Day two, yeah, it's not gonna double. Day three is not gonna double. Yeah. We have to wait for the trigger. Mm -hmm. To come again and trigger that investment opportunity. So <laughs> we talk about volumes. It's important because uh, you cannot establish. And Bitcoin as of now is not a commodity. Mm -hmm. It's Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and Which is the hardest thing for people to understand. And that I still don't you understand. Know, like, all you know like, is it's going like, up. What, what, is, what is Bitcoin? Yeah. All you know is I it's don't going up. I don't know. But like, I put yeah. money in it. Like, is it, is it, like, is it, like, is it, like, is it, like, is it like a foreign currency? No, yeah. it's not a currency. Yeah. It's Bitcoin. It's like, yeah. uh, uh, okay. Is it, like, is it a mutual fund? It's like, no. Well, like, no, it's Bitcoin. It's well, like, when well, you, I put money in it. It's like, but it's not money. It's not money. It's Bitcoin. So does that mean when I put money in it, it's not money anymore? No, it's Bitcoin. What the hell does that? Never mind. <laughs> like, people, <laughs> people don't care what it is as long as the as long excitement's as there. As long as it's going up. The excitement's there. It's going up. So mm. Remember, you know, back in the day, they used to have these gifting, um, gifting groups where everybody puts in hundred dollars, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get five, six people to put in a hundred dollars. They get five, six, and at a certain point, all the money goes to me. I exit. The next person goes on top. It fills up. They exit. Mm -hmm. So it's like thirty x, you know, and they exit. Nobody really knew where the money was coming from. <laughs> Nobody really knew the people were, but they knew the result. Yeah, I put in this. This. This happens. Yeah, and they actually banned those uh, gifting groups because the pyramid scheme. Yeah, you can never make more money than the person that's above you, right? That's the pyramid. That's a pyramid. Yeah, but technically, most businesses are pyramids. Yeah, where does the money go? It's top down. Sure. Of so, course. like companies like Amway and all that stuff, um, you know, they're they're more like cults than companies. Hmm. But uh, they they do revenue. 
the sort of scale on, on Bitcoin, the revenue it has to be there. It has to your 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 worth and your value and your stocks. They have it's at eleven thousand today. So there's real money in there. There's sure. <laughs> billions, you know, and um, sure. So now it's real. Yeah. Yeah, people weren't looking at it. Now people are looking at it. When you when it's a uh, uh, a two hundred thousand dollar company. Maybe we're not a customer. We're not an investor. Sure. He gets a three hundred thousand. Oh, congratulations, doing well. He gets to a million. Huh? People I'm a bank. Yeah. Let me get this guy a credit line. How long? Let me, let me do all the evaluation. Let me get yeah. the EBDA. Let, let me mil- get yeah yeah. Ten uh, million dollar company. Yeah. Fifty million dollar company. Like well, it, yeah. before that, it's like three million because one one million. You know, now that I see it, you know, and and, and it doesn't. It's not arrogant or anything like that, but. You know, um, now that I know what I know now, you could drop me in fucking any state, any country, and I'll get to a million fast. You know what I mean? I, I know how to do it. Sure. You know, it's been done. Getting three million. Did that. You know, you, I know how to do these things already because we went through the trial and error. We did all we did all the groundwork. I didn't know how to do it then, and nobody can explain it to you. Mm-hmm. You have to do it. And then you can know, and then you can teach. Yeah. It's hard for you to teach something you don't know. Sure, of course. And And... and there's a lot of people that do that. But when you get to, <laughs> like you said, you get to 10 million, 20 million, 100 million, you know, these, these are all levels. But now that Bitcoin's in the billions, you know, it's getting there, you know, um, still, I don't think banks will, will I don't know if uh, investment banks will take a position on anything. Sure. They'll yeah. take a position. They, yeah. they get a client that wants, they call you up, you know, they got $2 billion in your fund. Hey, I want Bitcoin. All right, how much? Yes, sir. don't give like, a shit, right? <laughs> like, yes, 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 sir. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, they sir. don't care because yeah, at, at a, it's at not a, their money. Yeah, yeah. yeah and a billion dollar ticket gives them like a hundred million in in, uh, in, in fees. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, they, they're doing that when you're buying this Bitcoin, and you know all these people, you're, you're they think they're experts because it's going up. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're an expert when you mitigate the risk. Mm-hmm. Watch when the thing goes down because everything does. Everything mm-hmm. goes up. Everything goes down. Yeah. When it goes down. How? What is your breakers? Where's your mitigation? Where's all your 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 expertise and how to get out? Where's mm-hmm. your exit strategy? Yeah, that's where the skill comes in. Yeah, you know, like uh, it's like when when the when the when a tsunami is coming in. But first, it's like the thing that happens before that is at the ocean level. It's like the the water level in the ocean yeah. sinks down and sinks away. It's like. Well, you did. You didn't just get taller. It's like you. It's like you didn't just get taller. Something yeah. big is happening that has absolutely nothing to do with you. You yeah. didn't just get taller. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no, it's funny. Is uh, we talk about the podcast and uh, kind of stuff like this, and you know, with the investors. And um, I remember uh, like the ending of last year. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people call me for, and I usually give it to them. You know, I don't, I don't charge them. For anything, you know, a lot of people in judo, uh, jiu-jitsu, outside of judo, a lot of guys in the fitness industries, mm-hmm. they call. Um, I have some good mentors in this, in this space also, but they call me and they ask me for trading advice. You know, what what I mean, I usually, I just show my trades. Well, fuck it. Sure. I got a trade log. I don't care. Just, sure. Hey, Stu, what are you doing? All right, right here. Just send it to it's not if like you, it, it's Now, not, if you can't read it, you know, that's not my fault. That's not my problem. But yeah, yeah, that yeah, is sure. not my problem. Sure. But there's, there's a few things that I do. If we're seriously, if seriously you wanted to learn how to trade or you wanted to start your own business, mm-hmm. I was like, we can't even talk yet because there's an education gap. Sure. So it's like, you want to learn jujitsu? Please do some research. Go f- visit a few schools first. Sure. Go to a karate school. Go to a Kempo school. Go go to this jujitsu school or that jujitsu, and then come back. Mm-hmm. If we have something you like, then you're a customer. If not, hey, we're friends, part ways. Yeah. It's that way with me starting small business trading. Mm-hmm. 
if you want to talk trading with me, I'm not going to sit here, hold your hand and teach you. Sure. Because that's not how it's going to work. Because the discipline and you don't develop the grit, you don't, you don't make your mistakes on your own and, you know, learn how to fix it. Mm-hmm. So we don't do that. I give you books. You, you go read this book. I'll send you some links to some stuff. Okay. And, and then if you really want to learn the way I trade, the way I do it, it's $1,000 a month. Mm. Now I have 15 guys that pay me a grand a month, um, three from overseas. Uh, you know, one, one um, uh, Pakistani uh, guy that I know, he's overseas. One guy lives in Hong Kong and, uh, and uh, another Filipino guy. And then the other ones are here in the United States, most fitness guys. And, it's like, they, and just they can ask me questions. Sure. Yeah. So like I take, so that's why I was telling you my daytime hours are kind of packed. <laughs> Yeah. Cause I get these questions Yeah, and you can ask me anything like, uh, and if I don't know the answer, I have enough resource where, you know, my mother's an accountant. Uh, she ran uh, a lot of uh, companies back in the day. My father's a psychologist. So and my brother's a lawyer. You know, I have a lot of lawyers. I have a lot of doctors on staff sure. and the fitness, um, like you gotta get Mikey Stewart on this, this show. He's, I'd, I'd love dude, to. He's yeah. a kicking ass man. That guy's funny. Yeah. I'd love to. But love Mikey's to. expertise, you know, is, is within, uh, this space would be the marketing thing. I mean, he's an excellent person at getting people in there and, and getting them through the process mm. of showing the product. You know what I mean? Mm. Like getting people introduced to the product, moving them to a school and something. You know, he's an expert at that. And uh, so they could pay me $1,000 a month and I'll, you know, show them how to start a, from, from scratch, show them how to start whatever you pick your account TD Ameritrade, but see, the yeah. thing about that is, like, if you're not in the position to pay me, you have more problems. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's not for everybody. Sure, of course. Yeah. If $1,000 a month is a problem now, yeah. right, it's not like you're in a position where yeah. you can invest anyway. Yeah. You know, like- uh, At least not to the level to make that those right. that sort of trading. Because some of my logs, some of my logs, I and mean, you'll watch my logs, and some of my logs will- We'll take a dip, three hundred something thousand dollars, <laughs> but I still go to bed. Yeah, you know what I mean, like because that's part of the process, right there. Yeah, it you know channeling goes mm-hmm. up, goes down, but I might be shorting this thing, so that <laughs> you know whatever I might yeah. pay this margin. So part of the process, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, it's not for everybody. When people all say like this is for everybody, that's for everybody. No, mm-hmm. um, even like anybody, anybody can trade stocks. No, not true. Jiu-jitsu. Like, yeah. Is for everybody, but being a member of a club is not for everybody. Sure. Because you got to pay. Yeah. You got to pay to play. Yeah. I don't give any discounts. Sure. Unless you're active military, which is kind of, sometimes it's kind of backfired. I mean, like the active military person is living in the house, but is not a member here. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's, it's been funny. <laughs> People always try to find a loophole. Sure. You, know, you try to do something good and then they find a loophole to fuck you with. But, um, yeah, man. I mean, that's basically where I'm at now is where um, the, the, the school is running great. We have a great enrollment. I have great instructors here. We're servicing a very needed demand. And it, I think the demand is just going to go up mm-hmm. because the landscape and the environment is is just so, so it's growing. You know, we we're talking about that. It's so violent in, in nature. People know how to deal with that. And it's kind of like, this whole undertone of people getting offended for this and getting offended for that and do that. 
yet the violence is rising and people are whining more and, you know, this is an injustice and this is that. And, you know, they, they don't know how to deal with this part. Yeah. Over here, they're looking at all this, the, all the things that they're offended for. Offended about or getting. Or, yeah, okay. It, yeah. But I know it's, it's reasonable, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, whatever. It's a reasonable belief. I don't think, you know, personally, if you grab some woman, guy, anybody, without their permission, with ill intent, because sometimes yeah, I could be drunk at a party and give it a good old, Jason, good job, slap on the butt. Mm -hmm. Could be a culture thing. Sure. Exactly. I am sorry. Yeah. But if it's a thing, if it's a th yeah. that they have to, they're going after you and doing that and trying to get you to elicit a response out of it, mm -hmm. that's fucking wrong. Yep. I don't care. I don't care who you are. It's, yes, it's it wrong. Is. But um, at that point, how are you going to gain this? You know, how are you going to gain the, the personal accountability, yeah. personal, you know, safety and the self-defense part? And the confidence to deal to to handle yourself yeah. in a situation like yeah. you letting the kids quit and stare at their iPhones all damn day and and then how oh, come my kid won't do this? How come he doesn't get grades? It's like my kids. It's not important. It's like my kids don't get grades. My kids just sit around the house yeah. and stare at their phone all day. It's like well, you let them. It's a, you just yeah, you let you let them. It's like some some it's like sometimes it's like your your children are a microcosm of you. And whoever else is helping you parent that child. For the most and part. Yeah. For the most part. There are microcosms for everybody. Because I get, a, I get a yeah. kid in here that, that doesn't perform well or, you know, can't concentrate or he's just doing stuff that the instructor doesn't want. <clears throat> I got to talk to a parent for like 10 minutes to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but for the most part. Yeah. Sometimes there is something. Something else going on. Yeah. But, you know. I have a padded walls and a padded floor, padded room. <laughs> Ooh, we can't accommodate your kid. You know, my brother had ADD. I had, you know, and uh, we just, you don't ever grow out of it. No, you do not. You functionalize it. No matter what people say. You know, my um, my colleague uh, and my student, uh, Dr. Todd, <laughs> we, we joke about it all the time because we're like the worst student, right? Because everything has to work at our pace, you know, like <laughs> hurry the hell up. What do you mean you can't get this question? Are you dumb? You know what I mean? Like, you know, finish this off. And, uh, you know, charting and stuff is second nature to us. But, yeah. you know, if, if it doesn't work at our speed, we'll just leave. Yeah. They might have something we could use. But if it's, if we're, but not, if it's not in the, if we're not getting to it, yeah, if we're not getting to it, I'm like out. then it's just, yeah, out, yeah, I'm yeah, out. yeah, it's like ghost gone. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Anyway, yeah, I mean, sir, I, th I think that's a pretty solid place to point to wrap up. Well, yeah. um, one question that I wanted to ask you, and this is just something that I ask everybody on the show, is uh, getting back to the entire point of small moves being trying to find the small things that make the biggest difference or that can make a significant difference either immediately or over time. But whatever it is, like the, those small tweaks happen have to be – Little Small. by little, yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the at the end of the day, it's like you don't you don't you don't gain you don't gain a hundred pounds overnight. You don't lose a hundred pounds overnight. Nope. No, it's like nope. you don't you don't build a million dollar company overnight. Nope. It's like you don't crash a marriage overnight. <laughs> well, well, no, some people claim that. Some people claim that, but they're, but they're like, <laughs> I don't know what happened. It's like I don't know what happened. You're lying, so you lying son of a bitch. I woke yeah. up and I was laying on somebody else, honey. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, that, that being said, um, something I like to ask everybody is, can you think of a purchase that you have made 
in recent memory, or if you, in your case, if it goes back a little while, that's fine. But with a price tag at or about $100 or less, that's had some notable impact in some area of your life. Like in your case, it could be, it could have to do with the family. It could be this business. It could be your tra- something having to do with your trading platform. It could be with the work that you do with your consulting clients, which, you know, we didn't get into too much, but you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll share some information about that on the show notes. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Um, can you uh, think of something? Remember how we talked about in the beginning, uh, if you want to be an inventor or entrepreneur or a small business owner, you know, kind of map out your day. Mm-hmm. And if you can find something that you do during the day that you can streamline mm-hmm. or possibly make better, sure, there might be a business there for you. Sure. So in our line of work, um, I hate, hate mileage. I can't stand mileage. <laughs> and the second part... Is I hate having to, oh, this bill's due on the 6th, this bill's due on the 30th, this stuff. I hate it. I mean, the best thing they ever did was have automatic um, draft payments. Mm-hmm. My God, I think I have everything. Like, my cable bill, ever since we started, I've never seen it. <laughs> but I know it gets paid because yeah. it's still on. Yeah, the TV, the TV still works. Yeah, the power's still on. It's like, I turned it on, the TV still works. Okay, good. We're, yeah. we're good. We're good in that. So like, I don't even monitor PNC's that. still working. Yeah. But um, there's there's these two apps um, that I, I, I really I really do um, on my uh, on my phone um, that it's a use. Uh, first one would be Mileage IQ. Mileage IQ, I I can't even explain to you um, or express how important this Mileage IQ is. Now look, I'm this is only for this month. I already logged three hundred and fifty four dollars, and this is it's the Tinder of driving cars. So, swipe right, so swipe you swipe. Left. <laughs> yep, swipe right, swipe left. <laughs> Not that I know how Tinder, the mechanics work, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I swipe right for business and left for personal. And it just logs it in, you know, and I can pull reports from this. So this this makes it easy for me at tax time. Stop swiping and pay attention. So, yeah. <laughs> Stop AD, it. The ADD S- kicked in. Stop it. <laughs> so... I swipe this thing and then uh, I run the report and then your your end when you go to taxes, um, you should be reporting this on your personal side taxes. So all of your mileage um, and whatever receipts that you accrue through your personal side taxes, through your credit cards and whatnot, take all that for write-offs on your personal side. So when you get your, if you're a business owner, when you get your K-1 and you get your income sheet, whatever, all your W-2s and stuff, you can you can take that off and minimize that on the personal side. Yeah. The other thing that I got, other app, is called Prism. Now, Prism. um, Spelled correctly? P-R-I-S-M. Okay. Prism is a bill-paying service. Now, um, it'll just, it'll keep track of your banking accounts and and how much money you have in there and and stuff. And what I do for... um, for this prism thing, is I put all the bills on this. I got Sprint, Capital One, um, I uh, my daughter's computer thing, 
BGE and uh, Progressive and stuff like that. I have all those bills. And you can have triggers in there that tell you when to pay this bill. Um, pay this if it's under that. It's mm-hmm. automatically paid. Yep. If it goes over, if the BG Neil bill is over fucking five hundred bucks, ping me. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Email me. So this this uh, app actually kind of manages all that. That's cool. And then it, it pays you, so you can pay yourself. Run a little uh, personal. The um, regular accounting you have to use, you know, Intuit or something like that. But um, I'll share this with. Uh, I got paid. And I'll, I'll share it with this Mister Hersberg here, and this is. You know, off the books, but uh, this is how much I pay myself. So I'm good. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that works. Yeah, that works. Yeah, it solves a lot of problems, but it doesn't buy happiness. So, no, it does. It does. <laughs> Who am I fooling? Yeah, it's like I don't. Know. The, like the people that say that, I have no idea what they're talking. What about. do you have enough money? <laughs> <laughs> it's like money doesn't ha- buy happiness. Like, oh well, you. Well, just have, yeah, it's like you just haven't found enough hey. money. No, just kidding. You know, if you're if you're if you're broke and poor and happy, well, more power to you. Mm-hmm. But all it does some of, the, some, of the, some of the happiest people in the happiest people in the world are like the the statistically the poorest the poorest people living in the small communities and with the dirt huts and you know fetching water. But you know what? They're happy as they're happy as a pig and shit. And you wonder why? It's like because the the I I and this is something that you know kind of gets back to something I was mentioning before we got got on the air, which is how my wife and I and you know the family were planning on dramatically downsizing and you know doing the tiny house thing or the RV thing or whatever it is. Like we we I've seen enough things and I've heard from enough people and I've read enough books to believe the fact that happiness is not necessarily money. It's more the alleviation of complexities is like we're not happy because we have too much shit to think about it's like we can't our brain is like our brains can't take a break when you've got to think about 50 million things all at the same time but the fallacy the one underlying fallacy in that Mm -hmm. is that humans by nature are competitive true we love struggle well we we love to challenge ourselves yeah and you know, if people, oh, I'm not, I'm not very aggressive. I'm not challenging. No, no, bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Well, why, yeah. why do you go to you're, work? Yeah, you're a higher primate. Yeah. yeah, yeah yes, yeah. you do. Yes, you do. Yeah. yeah. Everybody has some kind. Of, even if you don't believe it, I don't care if you don't believe it or not. Yeah. Why? Why wake up every morning? Yeah. Why come out of the house? Why, why get do out, that? Why get out of bed? Oh, I got to work. Well, that's a challenge. Yeah. You know what I mean? So everybody, it's, there's different levels. Don't get yeah. me wrong. There's different levels of of a challenge. So the guy on the beach probably doesn't challenge himself in other ways, but he's challenging somewhere. Sure. Every single morning, if he's leaving. He's on competing the beach, against he's, the other. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like he's out there with it's other a whole other realm. Yeah, he's out there with other surfers trying to get to the top. Get like you're you're competing. And if you're I was in his yeah. world, and, and it's uh, and my my uh, coach Jason Morris explains this well all the time because. Uh, Jason's, you know, he's a real judo player. Whereas, he's probably the only. I'm. I almost want to say he he's the only coach, judo coach that I ever known of. He's never applied for a job. Never, he never applied for anything. Mm-hmm. Only his driver's license. <laughs> he doesn't even have a library card. I mean, he's never applied for a job. So that's a real. That's why when I talk about excellence, right. Yeah, that's why I'm, I always say like, yeah, you, you're pretty good. This is pretty good. But this guy has dedicated his entire life. Yeah, to, he hasn't even applied for another job. <laughs> you know, and uh, it's a challenge. You know, sure. for for me, 
you know, I want to challenge myself in different ways. And, you know, and I found things, things that I'm really good at. And I knew, you know, I, I saw like you, like I did research and that, read the bios of this guy. And I was like, how the hell did that guy to get the 300 million? He's not even that smart. <laughs> and then I start doing it. Oh, my God. He did something right, right? I go, holy shit, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I think you know they call people all say like, uh, Oprah's at like uh, she's something like two, three billion in a this other uh, Rohan or something. I forgot his name. The hotel dude. He's at like seven billion. They're like, oh, Oprah's at three. I go, you know how far seven billion is from three billion? Yeah, you you can't even imagine how far that is. Yeah, it's like that's it's like guys, that's thousands of millions yeah, yeah. of dollars. I go, it's that's not like thousands of millions of it's dollars. It's not like you having yeah. twenty bucks and me having fifteen. It's not that gap. No, it's not. That, <laughs> no, it's just. Well, it's it's well, and actually, it's funny, and we'll and we'll we'll wrap with that because we can we can talk about that for hours. But yeah. like, I mean, it, it's like it's it's when people talk about government spending. And, oh, yeah, yeah. and people that understand people that understand government spending and the people that don't understand government spending and they're pissed off at people who don't understand it. I'm like, it's it's unfathomable. Like yeah. when, when people say it's like, how much is this? How much is this program going to cost? Not much. About six billion. Yeah. Like, I don't know what six billion dollars looks like. Yeah. I like I ha- is like I'm a relatively intelligent guy yeah. who graduated from a relatively yeah. great good school. <laughs> I can't fathom a billion dollars. Like I can't. Like when you think it's like okay, there's a dollar. Now that's ten dollars. No, that's ten times as ten times as much. Statistically, that's a lot. But I get that. That's ten. Okay, a hundred bucks. That's a decent dinner. Okay, thousand dollars. Now, now you're starting to get after it. Hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of money. It's like you're close. You're close to buying a house, maybe, yeah. depending on where you live in the country. Yeah. It's like wait, a million dollars. Whoa. Hang on now. Like that's. I can't imagine like people say you make that much more if you have a college degree over your entire lifespan. A million dollars is a lot. Now wait a second, ten billion, like ten million dollars, a hundred million dollars. Now times that a hundred, a billion dollars. It's like, wait, what? Like how many is there? What? Like and then when you started talking, it's like the the Medicare like the Medicare gap, the Medicare deficit is you know fifty five trillion dollars like tr- wait t tr- what yeah. huh like i don't even know what that is like it becomes like it becomes it becomes hieroglyphics like you just start to see these numbers it's like it, it's like it might as well be a picture of a goddamn pyramid next to a wolf next to the eye of the sun like i don't know what i'm looking at when you're looking at these things you know it is it's ter- like it's terrifying to some people it's like when you, when you look at these things like the the numbers are so different it's just unfa- unfathomable yeah and they're like oh how do we afford that how do we do this and then i'm like wait you guys don't understand money very well because you say oh my god we can't afford to be spending 6 billion 4 billion on this and i go wait the united states as a whole our gdp is 18 18- Trillion. trillion, yeah, with a T, yeah. and everybody's all like, China does this, China does that. I go, do you know we're worth more than China, England, <laughs> you know, whatever? Yeah, you know, like all, every every other big economy that you can put together. Yeah, we're still more. Yeah, and counting that, we're only three hundred and thirty million people, and the next three countries combined are like two five times. Billion. Yeah, 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 like five times so the amount like, of our eight, population. Eight, you know, yeah. keep it in. You know perspective, I and mean, that's another thing that we can wrap with that. But um, you know the money thing is not for everybody. Yeah, it's not for everybody. You know you gotta want you gotta want it. You know it's like anything else. You gotta, you gotta go out there, you gotta crush it. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Stu, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. That was awesome. Yeah, man. I'm sorry. Wait, where is it? ADD plus ADD. Yeah. Well, it, it, that's it, what you got. A bunch of word salad. Yep. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> got to love it, people. Talk to you next time around. Peace. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. I really appreciate you sticking with me through that one. That was a long one, but I thought it was great. Stu is really incredible. He's got a really great take on a lot of stuff. Uh, Incredibly varied past and incredibly varied areas of specialization. Just a really great guy to chat with. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Again, you can find out more from about him and the dojo at teammarylandbjj.com. That's teammarylandbjj.com. Really quick before you go, um, I am starting something new here at the Small Moves Podcast for the new year. Most of the recommendations that I've been getting from a lot of the guests have been uh, books. So I have decided that I'm going to be starting a Small Moves book club starting in the month of February. So the first issue of that will be coming out in February. I've got a golden reserve for the first episode of that. I'll be releasing that via email. Uh, So you have to be on the Small Moves email list to get that. So if you could go to my website, smallmoves.co, and sign up for the email list, the little box will pop up in the middle of the screen. Just go ahead and sign up for that, and you will go ahead and get get the very next one. I'm really looking forward to launching this portion of small moves. It's something I've been looking forward to for a while. I've been a little nervous to get into it. I didn't want to really bother anybody, but books have been coming up just so often in all these interviews. It's really time that I start getting that information out there in a more isolated way. So again, go over to smallmoves.co and sign up for the email list and you will be getting the announcement to the small moves book club and a little bit more detail as to what to expect from that moving forward into the future. I really appreciate you listening to this episode of the show. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. Hope you have a great one. You got this.